If you didn't know it until now, you are the Common Sense Nation. And this is Radio Free Almond. Good morning, you bunch of drunks. So how does the um, how does a gas station, how does a filling station, just suddenly not have monster rehab? You just can't do that. You just can't drop it off the list. You have every other rehab flavor. How is it possible that they could just not have monster rehab one day at the Circle K or whatever the hell you want to call it? I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's a B. It's a BP. So they don't clean the bathrooms, and they don't have they don't have monster rehab anywhere. It's, or the, the lemonade kind I'm talking about. Lemonade, that smooth, refreshing drink. Remember that one, Phil? Hi, I Phil. Do not. I do look, not. At the, look at the, what the cat drug <laughs> drugged in. I'm sorry, it dragged did. in. It drugged me in. Yeah. Maybe they have a rehab recall. I don't know. Might want to look into that. Everything was kind of askew this morning. I get into my my Apple decided they were going to uh, control my life again. You know? Oh, I saw it. Oh, we're doing an update for you. Well, you know, I didn't ask for the update. Well, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, but I didn't want you. I didn't want you to do it for me. I wanted to come in and have a smooth transition from evening to morning and not have... The Apple people take control of my life. They did. Let me tell you something, Apple. Also, just for your just for just for your edification, when I type "love," it's love. It's not live. <laughs> Autocorrect. And when I f- type "effing," it's not ducking. It's effing. But you change it to ducking. So yeah, what was that? He just kind of went went down the crapper there. What was that happened there? Did you any an analysis there, uh, <laughs> young Ryan? Can you analyze what just uh, screwed just the a, pooper there? So we call a hard stop. I oh, I, I, I thought he wanted me to stop. No, I'm sorry. You're all good. Oh, we didn't want you to stop. You keep keep it up. I'm sorry. It's that. It's the riff. Yeah, it's the, yeah. It, it kind of goes in. Aren't really you a music good, good guy? Part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I am. A, I am. Yeah. When you play music, do you just stop? Uh, the music when you're playing, right? Wow, he no. won't do you that. End it, don't I, you? I mean, isn't that I what have you no do? No caffeine source here. You guys are like <laughs> taunting me with this no caffeine table. source. Yeah, how I, come? I just flew past the quick trip because uh, you want some I, of this disgusting purple edition <laughs> Red Bull. 
That's a that's a negative. No, I don't do. Uh, you don't do any of that kind of no, stuff. No. No. Okay, that's that good. That coffee's looking good, though. But uh, yeah, well, too bad for I you. Know, I hear. <laughs> okay, if you if you find another cup, I'll give you. A, I'll pour a little bit in there for you. It's too bad. You know, you know <laughs> Is that bad? No. Is that not? Is that not nice to do to the to the new guy? Oh, yeah, no. man. Well, I uh, well, if you find a cup, I'll pour a little bit in there for you. After I spit in it, right. <laughs> I want that purple backwash in there, man. Whatever that is. How do you guys like the? Uh, we what do, have, do we have three cameras now? Three. You guys see? You want to test it out there? Uh, does does uh, can you operate it from here, man? Yeah, buddy. Let me show you how it works. So look, it's Matt. It's a cup. Wow. Oh, oh, oh shoot! Wow. Called you on yeah, the house, was... didn't I? <laughs> right. Sorry, buddy. I'm gonna need a minimum of a third. He just lost here. a third thanks, of thanks, his buddy. coffee right now. We're gonna have some Folgers that I'll make you guys a fresh you. batch if you would like. Uh, you know, I have a whole tub of Renoco someplace. <laughs> we do. I do. You do. I'll find it. And I'll it's make some a of whole that for thing you. of Renoco. We just didn't have the means of, to, to make it. All so right. Let's see this. Yeah, All right. So here is the multicam on my phone, as you can see, and they can't see it, of course, but. Press the button. Boop, there's Jamie. Ooh. Hey, everybody. Hi. Good right. morning this morning. Okay. Yeah. And then I'd now we've that. got I'd our, that. our That's friends amazing. here, right? Phil's over there. There you are. Phil. Oh, the Phil cam. <laughs> Where's the Phil cam? Business. That's the one I want to see. It's at, uh, and Ryan's right next to him in the Ryan, it's amazing. Phil, Ryan Phil cam. And then, of course, the <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan wide cam. shot that we've ah. always had. Now, there's, this is, there we can see everybody in here. Right? Yeah. Good. Okay. Wow, this is great. I didn't get to see Oh, I love it. There's your face on camera, buddy. That's awesome. Yeah. Now here's yeah. Jamie, yeah. Okay. Great, man. Thanks. That's enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all impressed. Thank you. So, something the Matt show. It's the Matt show. Where's the Matt cam? <laughs> I'm just kidding, right. you, buddy. Oh. <laughs> good weekend, everybody. Good morning, really this buddy. Good weekend. Was oh, it? Mm. I lost man, my thanks phone. for. I was just teaching you. Thanks for the multicam. I was just giving you. You lost your phone into the lake. Yeah. Phil had a graduation party. I attended yeah. that one for his uh, young son, Ethan. Congratulations, thank by the you. way. Uh, thank you. And, uh, Thanks for coming. And yeah, and I didn't, I opened the pool, basically. Had the first time in the pool this weekend. Big success. Though, Big right? success story. Yes. Mm-hmm. The pool being open, clean, ready to go. Girls were crazy. I also had the privilege, by the way, of driving around my hot, hot, hot mm-hmm. Dave Sinclair Rubicon mm-hmm. Jeep, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, this is oh. this is a sweet little mobile. It's beautiful. So I went to I went to Dave Sinclair down there in Pacific. It's got the Jeep dealership down there. And I, I needed an oil change and the sunroof on my Chevy Malibu doesn't work. So I got some work done down there on the car because Dave's a friend of mine, an old yeah. friend of mine. So I wanted to get work done on the car, and then as part of the loaner operation, because I think he wants to tease me into this. <laughs> I'm driving. He's like, yeah, you should be driving this thing, not that thing. But anyway, so as part of that, he's letting me drive around this Jeep. The, the entire roof comes off, and I didn't take the entire roof off. I took the T-top off, and I should send you the picture. If I put a picture up there yeah. of the girls in the back with their hair going crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. You think they'll, they'll like that? Oh, yeah. I can put that out on the web? For sure. On the www. <laughs> <laughs> We'll put that out there, and they love the whole roof. But you can take the entire roof off. You can also take the seats, off, the 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 uh, the doors off as well, and mm-hmm. just kind of like you know be. But there's something about 
having doors off of a car that doesn't really sit well with me necessarily, especially mm-hmm. with driving the kids with around. With the kids, right. But I'll tell you, if you're out and about, if you're out, if you've got your, like if you were down at the lake or something, sure. you know, oh. you'd have your doors off and you, you, you're not driving like in, in, in downtown traffic all the time, that kind no. of thing. It's great, man. These Jeeps are nice. What color? White. But if I if I got one, I asked him if he had like uh, different. You could do different colors. Like you oh, could yeah. do. I'd do a, like a camo or a camp green color on it. Or oh, yeah. they, I've seen the orange ones. The desert tan. Yes. Looks yes. Great. So yeah. So, so those are those are some. They had one there. It was the Grand Cherokee. That is the like in the Jeep world. There are certain people who like their Jeeps a certain way. Like in the Oldsmobile world, you had the Oldsmobile type that was the, the hot muscle car. Well, they have a Jeep muscle car. That's the Grand Cherokee. Uh, I think it's called the Supercharged or whatever. It's got this uh, 750 Hemi in it. It's just, you know what I'm talking about, man? This thing is a beast, man. It's like 90 grand. But it's for people who really like are into Jeeps in the Jeep world. And, you know, that whole it's a Jeep thing. So, you know what I might do? I'm going to see if I can hit. This is my way. This is my way of snaking more drive out of this Rubicon because I don't care if my car is fixed today, which I hope it's not. I hope it's not fixed tomorrow either. <laughs> and I hope it's not fixed Wednesday either. Yeah, August would be probably okay. But, yeah. but, but wouldn't it be cool to be able to have the Jeep on display at the Discovery Design lot there where we're going to have the big, gigantic warrior and the wild man with Doug Giles, Radio Free Allman, Throw down Palooza, which is going to be happening twelve to six on Saturday, right out there at Discovery Design. Moto Exotica's. We think they're going to bring the Batmobile out there, so everybody can kind of groove in that. So I think, well, why not just park the Rubicon right next to the Batmobile and have a car, a mini car show? I like it. You know, Dave Sinclair Check will be out. selling more <laughs> Rubicons than they know what to yes, do. Yes, will. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically, I, I, you know, it, we're not in an advertising mode with him right now. I'm, I'm working on some contractual things, but, but for for the time being, it's 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 a it's a blast, and so we're uh, we're looking forward to that. And then, so we've got that on. I got I finally get to all the books delivered for the Doug Jow book signing, but I told Doug, I said, dude, I don't know whether they sent enough books. Like two boxes of books. I'm looking at this thing and go, "There's no way this guy's this guy's going to run out of books here." Uh-huh. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I hey, you know, I, mean, I might, I, I might be mistaken. But th- that's going to be Friday night, the, the official book signing. Although there will be books if there are any left at the Saturday event, uh, from twelve to six out at Discovery Design in beautiful St. Peter's, and that's going to be there. Uh, and we're going to have Phil's going to be out there spinning records, right? We're going to have the food trucks out there, Russo's, and Q in the Lou, right? And the, and the Kona Ice guys, right? Yes. And then also then we're going to have the, uh, the Nipudi Pediatrics kids area there, which is really – I'm looking forward to seeing this. It's going to be fun. Because actually he's, he's kind of – this is not cheap to do this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, so Nipudi is like, you know, yeah. no, what's a couple grand? Who cares? It's like, Okay. So he's you know putting forth this this he got the bounce house and the face painting and all that kind of stuff. So oh. will there be like people doing the balloon thing? Oh yeah. Oh see, people love that. Yeah. I love that. Good times. You know. Oh yeah. Doing the animal balloons yeah. and things like that. And then and then so we've got that going for us. We've got crafty beer, and there's a good possibility I might have some folks who uh, 
are going to be providing you with some uh, good whiskey. And there's nothing like a nice drink of whiskey when it's 95 degrees outside. I, I You know, listen, it takes the burn away from the rye. It just kind of goes down more smoothly there. There were. And, of course, we have soft drinks as well for Ryan. <laughs> for Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> We got all Thanks. that going for us. So anyway, and, and if you guys wonder like what the deal with Phil is here, here's what we're doing. Uh, and because Radio Free Almond is growing, okay, it's big to the point now. I don't know. I wonder if I could talk about this. Um, I don't know. Well, but let's put it this way: There's in the movement with my lawsuit against 971 uh, and the companies that own it, the. There's a there's a chance that it, now they want them, it moved into federal court, uh, and that's because all the people who are involved in the suit are from different parts of the world, you know, or the country, and so they want a federal court it. And I think that maybe they think it's an advantage. I, I personally think it's an advantage for us, but it doesn't matter. The law is the law. The contract is the contract. The rules are the rules. It's all there in black and white. Our belief is, and our claim is, they completely breached it on a number of different levels, and black and white. If you're a judge, you look at it, boom, let's see it, boom, we'll figure that out. So we got that going, and then there's also the possibility, and we discovered this over the weekend, of a possible injunction that could be filed to stop Radio Free Almond. And because... Well, first of all, it'll be interesting to see this. And again, I'll get to the news of the day, including the fact that the first thing I wake up to is is Mark Kaysen talking about Russia. <laughs> Text me about Russia. I said, I'm going to call you on the phone because because that's what these left-wingers are having to deal with now with this Trump economy. This five, We're 500 days now with the Trump presidency. And already in Atlanta, the feds are saying, you know, well, we could see a GDP – uh, a 4.8% pace in the second quarter. 4.8%. We were celebrating three mm-hmm. on Friday. Okay, three plus. And, of right. course, if if you don't understand how important this is, when it came time for the tax cuts to happen, it was free and clear the most important aspect of making up for so-called lost revenue with the U.S. government when it came to the tax cuts. Because remember, we had the tax cuts. Everybody's like, oh, you can't afford it. You can take away from the government. It's because that's immediately what status do when you have a tax cut. It's, it's when, when you they, – they couch it as you taking money from the government because to them, their master is the government. Their, their, their slave driver is the government, and the left love it when the government keeps continuing to, to – to steal money from hardworking people and redistribute it to the lazy people that we're chaining around with us all all day long, carrying on our backs as we work our butts off. But they they but but the four point eight GDP more than makes up for that. In fact, the receipts are going to be flying into the federal government coffers, so we can maybe maybe even have more tax cuts at that point. The president's uh, ec- economy uh, nine records set already. In the first 500 days of this guy's Mm -hmm. administration, nine records, black unemployment at its lowest. And so what are we hearing from um, from from the from the people who don't have anything else to talk about? Uh, Well, we're hearing from this guy, uh, Keith Boykin, uh, over there at CNN, talking about how uh, still talking about the Roseanne tweet. 
Oh. Still talking about guy, Roseanne right? Barr. Here, here, listen, listen to this. It's, it's different when a white person is calling a black person ape as opposed to a woman saying something negative about a woman. But I think that the larger point here that is is missing is the culture that is being generated from the president and the top. We had presidents in the past. Keep in mind, this is the day two after the numbers are announced. This guy, Mr. Low IQ over here with nothing else to say, decides... He's going to talk about the Roseanne Barr tweet. Democrat and Republican who tried to bring our country together. You know, Lincoln talked about the better angels of our nature. Obama tried to, to heal the nation, said there were no red states. Yeah, listen to this guy. Wow. Lincoln and Obama wow. are the two people he decides he's going to just reference today. Lincoln and Obama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. And, and usually you know, the problem is this is this is one. Keith Boykin is among a number of blacks who just don't like President Trump, A, because they can't let go of their personal Jesus, Obama. So right. they, they worship Obama because, remember, a lot of black people think that that's Obama's biggest achievement was getting elected, and that's how he helped black people by getting elected. And so to them, he's really – you talk about tokenism. It, it, can it be any more twisted than that, that black people actually tokenize one of their own? Yep. Can you believe that? And so they can't let go of President no. Obama. And and the, the the and the reality is, the fact that what angers them so much is that Trump is white. That's really what angers right. them so much. And and Trump dares to roll back some of the from some of Obama's thing. Obama. It's in blue states. Donald Trump exists to divide us. Everything he does is divisive. This whole Roseanne thing. We everything to- he does is. I mean, because this is what you're getting here. Everything. <laughs> A hard-hitting news Uh of CNN. Uh So now I'm going to uh, listen to this. I'm going to call Casey up. I'm just going to call him on the phone here. It's great. Because I got to – this is what – 5.30 in the morning, Casey is calling me up. Oh, I didn't finish the story about the stopping the Radio Free Allman. Sorry. I almost didn't double back. I knew you would, so I didn't say anything. I didn't even say anything. I was like, oh, he'll come back. You weren't going to help me, were you? No, I oh, you, knew you would. You were going to let me not double back and ruin my streak. <laughs> I just have so much faith in you. You were going to let me just Never. N- go wander off? Never. You sure? Nope. Okay, just want to make sure. A lot of faith here in you. All right. Okay. So anyway, here's the problem with when you file an injunction to stop Radio Free Allman and your 97.1. When you do that, you're A, having to tell the world that little old Jamie Allman's internet show and Facebook show is competing with you. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when you're telling your advertisers and everybody else that you're the standard bearer mm-hmm. of conservative radio and you're the where everybody should be spending their money and everybody should be listening, for you to actually take a court action to stop mm-hmm. a radio network, that says a lot about what you think about, A, the radio network you're trying to stop, and yourselves. So little old me and little old us, Radio Free Allman, is they're going to have to announce to the world that I'm competing with them. And then secondly, they have the other problem, and this will be probably the most devastating one, that they will try to stop Radio Free Allman after firing me. Yep. 
So 97.1 fires me, right? And then doesn't want me to exist anywhere else. Yeah. So, so 97.1 doesn't believe I'm good enough to be on their radio station, but doesn't want me to operate anywhere else, though. Right. So, so what is it about me that you love so much? Yeah. Because, because based on the fact that you fired me, I wasn't worthy to be on your radio station. So why is it that I would think you would say, golly, we're so glad to get rid of that guy because he was such a terrible person with that tweet that right. wasn't directed to David Hogg and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. no, uh, now they don't, just don't want me to work anywhere no, or, or, or exist anywhere. No, it's, it's not hard to notice the success that RFA has had in the little amount of time that it has had. So, I mean, if you're a radio station, that's terrifying when you, I mean, it just is. And we both know that's the case. We all know that's that, you know, that's the case. And this network's growing so fast and so big. Yeah, I'm sure they are trying to figure out what do we do. Yeah. Right, but, but, but why? Because apparently you were so confident that you knew what you were doing that you could fire me. And throw me into the trash heap. So yeah. if you're so confident about what you're doing, why worry about me? Right. They don't want to non-compete. They want to non-exist. Yeah. They, they don't want you to exist, essentially. And, and, and keep in mind, we're maintaining that because they breached the contract, this contract doesn't technically exist because they violated their every aspect of this contract, but it's interesting though that that they would want to seek to uh, to shut the entire network down. And and then if and let's say I'm spending money on ninety seven one, and I'm like, did you just say that has the internet is what? Wait, <laughs> the podcast? Didn't you tell me? Oh, did you said I was? Oh, so you're saying this? Is you know it's kind of like that, right? It's gonna be a tough one to sell. Yes, yeah, yes. It's it's like it's like McDonald's going after the guy selling hamburgers out of his corner. Although obviously I'm not the guy selling radio out of my corner. I have to admit we are technically doing very very well, but still, if you listen to them because they're not telling that to everybody else, are they now? No, that's the last thing you want to tell an advertiser. Uh, yeah, are the chances good because if it's a federal court that they'll just do it for the sake of you know, you know what I mean? Are the chances good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. chances so, are good if they if they ask for it. The federal federal judges technically are very conservative, which plays well into our hands uh, as well because uh, a conservative judge looks at a the letter of the law. And if there's some degree of, well, they're com he, he's competing with us, he's violating this part, they'll stop it just because they want to do the letter of the law, even though that hasn't been proven, though, that I'm there. And, just we, and we'll prove it. Out, like a yeah, pause, just see it. Yeah, pause. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so that'll be, that, that could be in the offing, and, and we'll see how it goes. But anyway, back to uh, Phil Valencia being here and, and Ryan Jacox being there, too is eventually what we're doing is because the network is growing so wildly, we are wanting to expand the reach of 
the network in terms of its marketing, in terms of its monetizing, in terms of its setup, in terms of all that kind of stuff. And Ryan, who was great on the radio, uh, is, as he will tell you, even better as at what he does. Well, <laughs> so, so if you can believe that he's <laughs> even better at, on the radio than as a marketer than he is, what I'm saying is uh, eventually – I'm taking three hours or actually four hours out of Ryan's morning that uh, could be used uh, to to the advantage of the Radio Free Alma Network. So when when Ryan is talking, as much as we are entertained by Ryan talking, uh, he I, also I has – it's not his only – Radio Free Alma isn't all Ryan's only thing either. But it's not just that. I mean really to your point – um, and I do love doing this show, and I love you guys uh, so much. Um, but there, the network is growing so quickly, and and as you talked about, eventually, and this is what we're building right now, which is why I need the time. Um, this will be a full network that you guys, you know, right now you're you're tuning into Radio Free, and then at nine o'clock you're having to bounce elsewhere. The entire intention behind this is that Radio Free Almond will be a network that's going to give you guys exactly what it is that you're looking for every single day to where you don't all day you don't have to turn the app off you don't have to switch facebook off you can you can be digesting radio free almond you don't have to go anywhere else and that's the intention behind radio free almond and and not just that getting people on the network that are really going to deliver the truth and not bore you you know, which well, is part of And that's what we're doing. I talked to somebody over the weekend and I'll eventually get uh, more detailed about it. And she is uh, from the Northeast. She's moving south. And she and another woman have a really great budding conservative radio product. And and similarly, this one woman who's involved in it w- left Dinosaur Radio and is now pursuing other options. And that might be an avenue for us as well. Uh, and we've got a couple other people who are in the hopper who are going to be joining the network. So we're going to grow it. Uh, and, and Phil and his uh, buddy Jesse later, they they have this wacky idea that they're going to do this oh, thing amazing. later. It's amazing. Just, and they're going to cuss. The greatest. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we are. We're going to cuss. Beep. Edgy. 11 o'clock, yeah. So, but <laughs> Streetside, <laughs> Peaches, everybody's gotcha. in, man. Yeah, right. Co op. We're calling it the King Biscuit Flower Hour. Oh, man. <laughs> That's Bravo. what I suggested. Bravo. What has happened? Bravo. I know. Yeah. I know. We're going to get sued one of these days, no matter what, I think. We keep, um, yeah. Yeah. Man, the King Biscuit. Remember the King Biscuit? Oh, flower? Yeah. You do? No, we I doesn't. remember the King Biscuit. I know, well, I don't remember it like I know what it is. Well, I yeah. didn't. I knew Old Gray Whistle Test. You know that one? <laughs> I don't even know that one, dude. <laughs> but isn't King Biscuit? That's UK, right? That was Yeah. England, yeah. Right? The King Biscuit. Yeah. Oh, man. But anyway, but that's the, so, so the bottom line is it's growing. Um, Ryan, the only thing Ryan is better at than being on the radio is building businesses because mm-hmm. that's what you do. In fact, I, I, I met Ryan through Dr. Naputi and Naputi's entire network, the wellness network, that kind of thing has just expanded, grew. Uh, first of all, you have to have a great product and obviously Dr. Naputi has that. Once you do have the great product, you have to have excellent people to finesse it, deliver it, shape it, move it along monitor it, yep. all that kind of stuff. And that's what Ryan does well, best. This guy. So, But Ryan, <laughs> well, you. You, we've worked where we didn't get around to talking about this, but we've worked out a deal where Ryan uh, will pop in every once in a while. Yeah, because I love being in here with you guys. <laughs> I know, man. It's fun. 
Let me get this. It's an intense environment, though. See, people don't know that. It's an intense environment. Yes, it's laid back, but I mean, there's a lot to deliver, and you have to deliver, you know what I mean? You have to deliver with excellence. That's right. Well, that, you know, it's interesting you say that because um, in my past, you know, I, I, that's the one thing that I will say. You can tell it's intense because, I mean, I take what I do very yeah. seriously, and I do not phone anything in, you know, um, and so oftentimes it's pretty exhausting to work with me sometimes. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, uh, believe me, but, but, but we, like, for instance, on the dinosaur radio side, every time you, you get done with four hours there, and it's a calisthenic mm. operation. It's like it's mm. there. And that's one of the reasons why I, and I, in all due respect to my past co-hosts, which is why ultimately I didn't have a full-on co-host mm-hmm. all the time because no one, uh, I, I wear them out. Did you really? I'm not kidding you. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, Smash was on with me. Well, first of all, I, yeah. uh, Jaco was on with me, but he was too stupid to actually hang in there, so he couldn't. I ran him out very quickly, <laughs> just just by by speaking into a microphone. He was like, Jaco was done, uh, and because he just couldn't keep up with it. Only you can only tell people so long that you know. Um, I was in the sands of the Persian Gulf. Where were you? It's like, yeah, gotcha. That's a good argument. Anything else? And he had nothing else. He'd go out and smoke a cigarette during the break, and that was about it. Oh, God. I know. Hey, he didn't smoke enough of them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Smoke more, Charles. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's, that's, when modern, that's, when, that's when modern medical... Improvements yeah. really backfire. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a da- there's a downside to <laughs> to the government campaigns of yeah. stop smoking. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the government's uh, there's a downside to improvements that keep people <laughs> in the game longer than they should be. But anyway, uh, so so Jaco was easy. He was okay. Done. Then we had uh, then I had Smash. And Smash was great. Actually, Smash was so ahead of his time in in terms of uh, talking and in terms of the everyman approach to con- common. That's when I came up with the words common sense radio. Are they still using that? By the way, somebody heard me. Somebody heard a promo for my show yeah. over the weekend. Still on the on ninety seven one. They heard a promo for my show. Almond in the morning. I mean, it was. Wow. Yes, it ran over the weekend. Oh, Hilarious. Somebody texted me Oops. and said, oh, I, I heard yeah. Almond in the Morning. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't think it's on purpose, but yeah. So anyway, I came up with the words Common Sense Radio. They're still using it, by the way. We don't know, though, are they? Because I know electric stove and stuff. But nobody actually knows because they're not there anymore. I was just going <laughs> to say. I keep asking people, are they was, doing this? I don't know. I'm not. You're right. <laughs> who's, what station is that again? Who's listening? So, yeah, but no, um... So Smash was with me, okay. and, and he he kind of had the everyman common sense thing. Uh, but the problem with Smash, and Smash is a great guy, but what, what happened is it'd be, we, we'd start at that time, it was at 6. Okay. And so Smash wouldn't talk for an hour. Because, well, because, because uh, he knew when people really started to listen was around 7, so that was when we were growing. So I'd sit there talking to a wall for uh, – <laughs> so he'd save all of the stuff. And then by the time, you know, uh, he, he'd, he'd do that. And, and, he, and then so, so it was frustrating to me because, uh, 
you know, I only go so long having like a third wheel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'll I'll make your life really hard after that. And then uh and then Smash decided that that talk radio wasn't f- for him. Although in hindsight, Smash and I remain friends. But I think it was for him. I think he was perfect at it. He just needed to have he needed to, he needed he had the radio part down, the talk part was something he just needed to do more of. He had the voice. Yeah. Man, I like I would yeah. watch out for the Chinese. Oh man. Yeah, he's but he just didn't talk enough. So I'd come in, do all the work, mm. and he'd sit back. I was like, okay, that's enough of that. Uh and, and actually <laughs> to tell you the truth, how much time do we have? <laughs> Darn it. Three. Okay. I feel like we need to get to the national anthem too, but uh oh, we look at we Oh, did you not have one? You're not thinking about look the country. At, we, we, are you talk. not thinking about America this morning, Phil? Wow, I knew, I knew we were going to... No, yeah. I wanted to get something country, if we could. Y- yeah, sure. Some, Whatever. I just want to make sure you... Uh, somebody named Chet or somebody. There's somebody out there I know. Chet Atkins? Something. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, somebody sent me the Carlos the, the Santana version. Yeah. Know, probably, you probably Santana's heard them all. Santana's good, yeah. I don't know. That was... But I don't... Yeah. I don't Whatever know. Whatever you think is uh, reverent enough. I'll let you go ahead and... But, you know, oddly enough, you know what? You know why Smash, in hindsight, told me... And folks, you guys who listen to Almond in the Morning and know Almond in the Morning are going to love this story because it finally gives some relevance to the Hardee's fried chicken story. And, okay, none of that, Phil, because Phil always makes fun of me when I talk about the Hardee's fried chicken story, and he oh. and people like, like to laugh about how they don't want to hear it. No, we don't want to hear it. But you'll like... Do you Have you heard the story? No. Okay, so, so Ryan... This? Wow. Okay, so Ryan... That's- Ryan is, is not, a, Ryan is a uh, brand genius, right? So this, you'll love this story. Okay. But, but people out there who've heard it before might not realize that the Hardy's Fried Chicken story, me telling it on the air, is what prompted Smash to leave the show. It drove him away. <laughs> okay, now I'm, now I'm listening. See? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm telling Smash the, the, the legendary... Uh, Fried chicken, uh, Hardy's fried chicken story, and and I'll tell it briefly for those of you who are like, oh no, because I, I can't, see, I'm not, I'm not on Facebook, I can't right. see what people are saying, but they, some people love to hear the Hardy's fried chicken story, <laughs> okay. and, and so I'm talk, telling Smash this story, and and I, 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 it was about branding, about knowing your brand, and how important it was to know your brand, and and you'll love, you'll actually love this okay. story. Okay, I'm excited, and this marketing story is a legendary brand story. Hardee's, which made, obviously, they were a hamburger place, and they were competing with McDonald's, and at that time, Burger Chef, I think, even or Burger King, and you know, those kinds of places, rallies, that kind sure. of thing. And uh, Hardee's decided, this was in the early 90s, because I remember, because uh, the because Ethan, who's 28, was just a young little whippersnapper, and Katie, too, who's 26, was also similarly young. And we oftentimes get a happy meal here and there or do whatever. So Hardee's, though, came up with the idea that I know what we'll do. We'll make chicken. We'll make fried chicken. And the reality is they started making fried chicken, and it was friggin' good. It was good. It was some of the best fried chicken you would ever find in the land, the Hardee's fried chicken. I don't know what they did. But they sure as hell put even Kentucky Fried Chicken to shame in some de- to some degree. And so people loved Hardee's Fried Chicken. Here's the problem, though. Hardee's made hamburgers and french fries 
and maybe even like a chicken patty, but they didn't make chicken. And when people wanted the chicken, Hardee's had to make more chicken and more chicken and more chicken. So because Hardee's knew how to make chicken, they just didn't know how to make it fast. Ah. That's the problem. And, and, and Hardee's forgot what made it Hardee's. And so in forgetting what made it Hardee's and going out and making chicken, they didn't realize that they knew how to make chicken really well. They didn't know how to make it fast. So what would happen then is, so we would go oftentimes go through the drive-thru. Sometimes I get the chicken leg Happy Meal, like for the kids, right? But other people wanted the six-piece, the ten-piece. Which is going to take. The whatever else. You know. Yes. So what happened is there would people go to Hardee's for a hamburger, and they'd wind up in line waiting because they were busy trying to make fried chicken. And eventually, the drive-thru lines became insufferable because somebody was behind somebody waiting for their fried chicken. There's only so much you can say, uh, please park ahead, we'll pull it out. Please park ahead, we'll come out. There was only so much that you could do. So eventually, after people were waiting so long for a hamburger in a Hardee's drive-thru, because Hardee's was busy making chicken, fried chicken. You don't make fried chicken, you're Hardee's hamburgers. So people were pounding on their dashboard going, I came in for a hamburger to Hardee's, and lo and hold, I discovered, oh, they're making chicken now, I see. That's nice. I'm waiting in line forever now. So eventually people, when that happens, they stop going to right. Hardee's. There's only a couple times where you're going to wait in line yeah. for a Hardee's hamburger because they're making chicken. There's only a couple times you're going to do that, and then you are out. Yep. So eventually, the Hardee's that we story. used to go to is now a bank. Mm. All right? It's like, wreck, a, it's yeah. like a ba- well, whatever it is, yeah. Uh, and, or some help, you know, whatever. And so Hardy started closing. They they were they couldn't. Jeez. They they closed, which is why now you have Hardy's, which is selling the kind of hamburgers that people people like Ryan can eat, but a lot, <laughs> lot of us can't do it. Uh, they're selling the twenty five year old <laughs> aged Angus seven pound <laughs> cheese bacon double wor- double wide burger. And they rebranded themselves. Actually, it helped them, actually. It was a good thing for them to, to collapse yeah. because they came back as, as a distinctive Hardee's big-ass burger, gigantic burger joint. Yeah. Although I don't know why they do burritos, but they do. Because they teamed with Carl's Jr. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the red burrito thing. It's like, dudes, why are you doing that? But they <laughs> didn't learn, really. But, but, they're, but they, it's not over. They can make burritos fast. So all you do is slop a bunch of crap in there and have somebody roll it up, and boom. Half the time, they make them all in the morning anyway. So, but, but, but that's what they did. That's a, it was, and it became a legendary marketing branding story uh, about how you need to stick to your brand. Yeah. Stick with what you know and do it well. Don't try to do five different things at the same time, because you're, then you're not going to do any of them well, Absolutely. and it doesn't work that way. And you actually yeah. already knew that, That's but a, it's a great story. It's a, good it's a good story. story. So I would tell that oftentimes when, when, when there'd be something going on uh, where I would say, why are they doing this? Or like when McDonald's decided they were going like to give out uh, apple slices. It's like, yes. dudes, people don't go to you for apple slices. <laughs> mm. They just don't. So anyway... Uh, that's the story. So Smash apparently is listening to this. And Smash is one of those individuals. He's a nice guy. But some people in the radio business are ultra sensitive, you know. 
and and they they think that people are talking to them, but but not really talking to them. They, they think they think people are telegraphing. It's, there's a lot of people like that who think like you know, passive. When, when you say yeah, when you say something, they're like, "Are you really saying this?" And I'm usually like, "No." If I wanted you, if I if I thought you were really not right, okay, I'd tell you that. I wouldn't like create some story, <laughs> yes. but apparently some people do. Okay. Uh, and some people think that people do, and so Smash thought I was I was secretly telegraphing to him that he needed to get out of talk radio and go back to rock and oh, roll. Oh man, I'm not kidding you. Wow, and I had I had no idea I was doing that. What year I, was I, this around? Um, ninety, I don't know. Uh, two thousand. It was two. Yeah, it was in the two thousands. Two thousand eight, oh. somewhere around there. Oh, yeah. Uh, somewhere I think yeah. No, can't remember. No, Smash came. I can't remember whether Smash came after Crane or not. Because because yeah. Crane was another one. Oh, oh Lord, please. lazy as the day is long. <laughs> please. And, and Crane decided. Crane's thing rap was is he figured as long as he carried around enough, as, as long as he as he just carried around enough papers, he would look like he knew knew something. Huh? He would carry papers. Oh, a big stack of papers into the studio. He, he wouldn't ever have anything to say. Half the time he just repeated what I said a half hour earlier. But, but he'd have just a stack of bo- papers and books. Look how, see, don't I look smart when I'm carrying around a big stack of papers? I, now, imagine me walking into the studio. How, how, watch this. You'll, you'll think that I'm, I'm kick-ass. Watch this. Oh, yeah, here, here. Oh, yeah, here. Oh, oh I'm ready. Ready for the radio show? Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mesmerize the entire friggin' audience with all my knowledge. <laughs> Ready to go, prepped. Yeah. No. Unfortunately, you have to kind of open your mouth and you have to like articulate and do that kind of thing. So he was a conservative, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm. It wasn't like a Hannity Combs thing. No, no. Not at all. No, it was more like you know, yeah. And and then um, and I'd have to just put up with this, you know. In all due respect, I was like, okay, dude, you're not William F. Buckley, okay? Stop with the, mm. the baloney. Stop with the, you know, your thing, your airs and everything else. More of a Gore Vidal, I think. Yeah. You did right. run him out. I mean, half the time, well, because ultimately I'm not going to pull, I'm not going to carry you on my back for very long. I'll mm-hmm. just let go. Yeah. Usually when I'm near a cliff. Mm. Oh. Oh. What happened? <laughs> oh, Sorry. All the papers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Take your papers. Take your papers with you. But no, it was kind of one of those things. But, it, but, but that's what would happen. And, and I, don't, you know, I didn't mean to be a – I wasn't being a jackass about it. But ultimately, you, you realize, huh, why am I doing all the talking? And, then, yeah. and, and, and why is it that a half hour after I say something, it's coming out of his mouth? Yeah. And so so it, that became laborious to me. And it just – so that's why the All in the Morning show – Morphed into me having a variety of different people yeah. cycling through and guests on the phone and that kind of stuff and and you know where I developed yeah. a great core of people who were regulars on the show. Uh, Carafano became one of those and he'll be joining us in just about fifteen minutes or so. Mm. So that's kind of the story of, the, of how amazing. that all happened. Yeah. Well, we're going to interview you on our show late night, so oh, we're going to we're going to we're going to drill down on some of this stuff. Um, my drummer Jesse grew up in, in Rockville, Maryland, and he listened to Smash there. That's Rockville, where, Maryland, that's yeah. That's where Smash came from. I mean, I s- well, you know, D.C. area, whatever Smash was yeah. before. He was a big deal back then. Oh, yeah. Well, he, I mean, Smash I mean, is very good at what yeah, he does. I mean, really he, he was he was 
a great, a great, nicest guy in the world. He and I were really good friends. Yeah. <clears throat> nicest guy in the world. I mean, I, I, I'm so to this day, I yeah. love the guy. I'm just, and he would tell you the exact same thing about me mm-hmm. in terms of me being kind of, you know, high strung mm-hmm. and very high. And this whole came out of Ryan's uh, <laughs> comment that, that, that it's, it's, what did you call it? Intense. I didn't say it. No, no, listen. I want to be clear, though. Mm-hmm. I am not running out. <laughs> it's not too intense for me. No, no. I'm just saying, sometimes, Yeah, sometimes it's, it, is a, um, it is an intense. It's good. It's, it's good, good. You. you need to get to your booth in Panera, man, and just get yourself a cup <laughs> of water. squat and work. Right, get that free water and just chill, man. Find your I'm not, I'm not, sometimes, you know, the, the good thing is, though, which saves me, I think, is that I'm not an a-hole. Like, if I were intense I and an a-hole, that'd be kind of a problem. But yeah, I, you but deliver do... a product, and you want it delivered well. Right, right. Because I'm a lover, not a fighter. Amen. Let me get... Unless you're Mark Kaysen. Wow. Yeah. Hang on. So I'm going to call him because he's... Uh... I don't know why this phone isn't working now. It is. There it is. <laughs> Hello. Why so glum, chum? What is that any way to answer a phone when I call you? Hello. Because you didn't well, I you? Thought, I, I thought that you were calling off both the air, so I didn't realize the connection. Yeah, well, wait. So, so your so your demeanor to me, if it, off the air, <laughs> is where you answer the I phone never, like you're you're I've never um. Spoken to you off the air. Like I'm calling Eeyore. Hello. <laughs> Spoken to you off the air. Do you realize that? Winnie the Pooh went somewhere. <laughs> he can't. Winnie the Pooh's head got stuck in the hole again. And Rabbit's driving me crazy because of this energy. What? So, oh, anyway. We oh, yeah, so you're I right. We, off the air. You know, anyway. Yeah, you know, as, as close as we are, yeah, Mark Case and I have never talked on the phone together. <laughs> Not on the air. <laughs> That's unbelievable. He That's said sure. that to me the other he day. He said too. that at the restaurant. Yeah. He told us that. Yeah. Why did you Why did you say that, man? Behind my back. Yeah, he was talking about you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why did you say that? Which thing? Are you trying to are You trying to insinuate somehow like I'm a Howard Hughes type? Hey, you're the one that's coming up with all of these these theories. I, all I do is. Talk. Okay, so okay, so intensely, right? So intensely. So which, uh, Brian? Which which side is he? Which which part of my phone is he talking from? The which? top on. Oh, there. the top. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so, the Apple switches it from the bottom to the top all of a sudden with a new phone. I know what we'll do. We'll have people talking from the top instead of the bottom. <laughs> Almond will never catch up. So anyway, no. I, you you mean theories like collusion? The radio network and all—I mean, you're changing subjects in the middle of every. Wait, you're you're the one who word. you're Wait. the one who texted me at five thirty this morning, talking about how Trump was going to go to jail and everything else. And 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 the reality is, you know, you realize that that I'm waking up to headlines. Although if you Google Trump economy, you'll never see any of the any of what's going on. But you got to look for the good news about the economy. Did you see that the Atlanta Fed on Friday said they think the GDP will expand to 4.8%, Mark Kaysen, and you're still talking about collusion? See, you forget sometimes things that you said to me 
because apparently you're not as intense as you suggest. Wait, I do love you, and I do think you're sexy. I just don't think you're you're right. (laughs) The suits. Let me back you up. You said originally back on uh, the uh, the television show, you were telling me about five point two percent from the Atlanta Fed. Now they've dropped it to four point eight percent. It's just a projection, and it's never happened. Well, I know it's never happened. I mean, that's what that's why it's news. You mean the four? Well, the five point two might not have happened yet, but four point eight. And the reason why this is important, though, Mark, is because you all were saying how the Trump economy—he was going to run it into the ground. Uh, we'd all be eating soup, and and you t- you said the old people would be eating dog food, and you know. Listen, you forget so many things. In the first place, this is this is the Herbert Hoover economic story. Everything that we're seeing right now is taking us to a horrible conclusion. That and 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 the, you you get one story out of the Federal Reserve, and you think that something's happening. Well, no, it wasn't just one story out of the Federal Reserve. I mean, did you see that uh, President Trump in the first 500 days has set nine separate economic records as it relates to employment? And black unemployment is at an all-time low. And in fact, you know where most of the jobs are for blacks? Manufacturing, which, as you said, was going to die. And then all we'd be doing is we should be doing is making robots and, and, and being employed at call centers. But look at that. Unfortunately, and and really, I want good things, but unfortunately, you forget that this is nothing, and really, this is the truth. This is nothing but a continuation of the Obama boom, which unfortunately is headed for a bust, and part of it has to do with the craziest idea that anybody has ever come up with since 1930, which is the, the revival of the smooth Holly tariff. Who would do this? Well, he's trying... The but, but world is looking at us like we're crazy. But this tariff isn't... Did you see what he's getting out of it? China's cooperation with North Korea. He's not going to... These tariffs aren't going to last. This is all a trick uh, to, to coerce China into helping us out. It's a game. It's called, it's called the art of the deal, dude. Unfortunately, you're talking about a man who undoubtedly has less economic support for him, right? I mean, he has less. If you look at his balance sheet, you and I are easily wealthier than Donald Trump, who actually is in negative numbers unless he's already stolen everything he can. But I don't care about I don't care about Donald Trump's bank account right now. I mean, I, I, I care about the countries. You're talking, you're talking like he knows something. He doesn't know anything. Well, th- th- he doesn't. That's why he has some great advisors. That's why Stephen Moore was so brilliant when he talked to him and why he has uh, Mnuchin and these guys all working for him. He's been a, he's been a built, brilliant delegator. He's a businessman. Yeah, that's why Gary Cohn quit. Because he looked at what was going on and he said, "Oh my God!" No, Gary Cohn quit because he's a he's a Democrat and he and he didn't want uh, to because they were harassing him for being part of Trump's administration. Yeah, look, you know, I, I'd like to backtrack for a second because I, I, I there's a couple of things that you've said this morning 
that I agree with 100%. And, and you know, one of them is, and it, it does amaze me that, that that idiotic radio station would like to put an injunction on your existence. I mean, they would like to stop you from breathing. Maybe that's a, 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 a violation of your contract, too. <laughs> Just stop breathing. Yeah. Well, you know, let me tell you something, though, and I'm sure you and I will agree on this as well. Uh, I'm consistent on the matter. I, when Trump said that he thinks uh, Samantha B or whatever her name is should be fired, I completely thought that was an overreach. I think it's. I think he ought to. He, he ought to stay out of it. And and having been a victim of government overreach in the formulation of Representative Stacey Newman, and we'll we'll be able to prove that fairly easily down the line. Uh, I don't want Trump doing it either. No, it's it's a shame because. You know, he he needs to be able to, you know, put two sentences together and figure out what connects. And clearly, he doesn't understand. Well, if you read the 20-page letter, he, he does not understand. He, his people don't understand the Constitution. But he thinks he's a king. No, he doesn't. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, okay, I didn't say that so you could just run off and, and, and start another diatribe against Trump. You and I were seeking common ground, and then you took advantage of it, took advantage of me. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I think that we do have some common ground in, in this, in the fact that, first of all, you started conservative talk radio. And I don't even want to say conservative talk radio. You made talk radio in this city. You just did. And, and, you know, I understand what you were saying about those people who couldn't keep up with you, and that's a shame. And, and, and I'm not playing y'all or kidding, because I understand that, that, you know, how hard you work. Uh, many times I worried about you because, you, you know, you were going from early in the morning until late at night, and you didn't stop. And the only other person that I know like that, unfortunately, is me. And, and, you know, I know that it, it, it takes a toll on people. I mean, it, except for, honestly, there's sort of, there's sort of a, a, a way that it invigorates you also. So, yeah. you know, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. Those people are very foolish. I tell you, if they were really smart, boy, if they were smart, they would back up and they would beg you, please come back. To ninety-seven-one, because I'll tell you this: if they did, they'd have the biggest audience that they've ever had in the history of that station. Well, David Field is too much of an egomaniacal crazy who brags a lot about his love of radio, but he's the one ultimately who made the decision without consulting anybody with any brains. And so, David Field isn't going to isn't would, would, his ego would never let that happen. So. Uh, that's not going to work. No, I, under, I understand. But if they were smart, they beg. Mm. Well, if, if th- that's if yeah. in the end, and people will find this out too, if that's if in the end the actual deal goes through. That, that's if in the end Intercom actually does wind up owning 97.1 because for your information, it officially does not right now. Just, yeah. just for people's information, they might not realize this, but Entercom currently does not officially own ninety-seven one, right? Which is a because problem for them feels, because they got. Take, what's that? Go 
which is a no, problem for them. These deals take place. They, they, it takes a long time for the deal to actually be completed. And they operate under an LMA and all that kind of stuff. And right. And the FCC doesn't like it when you violate the LNA. Yep. While you're That's in transition. Smart. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and so yeah. right now, uh, the FCC has not uh, fully uh, approved everything. I think they kind of have in, in short. I, I don't know all the intricacies about it, but um, I do know that this is a problem right now. So we'll see. But in the end, yeah, you, maybe you're right. I don't know. Uh, as long as they call Radio Free Almond, I'm good. Listen to Jason's evil laugh. I know. And it's really, as you say, beyond the growing point, it's going to grow tremendously. It's, it's, it's going to be amazing because the technology of 2018 allows this to happen. And by the way, uh, you know, I see how you've got the new cameras in there, and I'm very impressed. It, it looks really good. But I'll be really impressed when you get that technology up to the point where you can put my head on top of Kim Jong-un <laughs> and the rest of these people. Wait, we need Dad Kim Loggy to do the, to the post-production on that. That's when that yeah, we need Dad to come over from... Uh, what was ABC 30 and, and, uh, and do that. That's funny. Yeah, that was funny. He did some good. Let's see the Martin. Uh, Martin yeah. kind of a... We got to get, we, we gotta get yeah. a sounder. sounder. Would... Martin, you, you sound like, you sound like you're, you sound like Simon Bar Sinister from Underdog. <laughs> by, by the way, I want you to know, when I answered that telephone, I was standing in the line in the, in, at Schnooks, and, and that's why I had to be under control when I answer the phone, because otherwise those people would have probably had a heart attacks and I didn't want to make them crazy. So anyway, okay. I'm, I'm out of there. That's a good enough answer. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, uh, listen, yeah. thanks a ton. Looking forward to ultimately cause Mark, uh, and who's your, who's your buddy again? Well, one of them is Jim Berger, but yeah, uh, there are it. many other, there are others. Others, many. I well, I am. Yeah. I am pleased to say that we are currently working on uh, uh, on making sure that Mark has uh, an hour on. Um, that's it, though. An hour on Radio Free Almond. <laughs> and an hour okay. on we'll months that end in Y. <laughs> yeah, we'll entertain the heck out of everybody, and uh, we will not allow the greatness that you have created to be diminished in any way. Of course. He loves you. Well, you're the best, man. Uh, and, Mark, thanks for taking the call off. I still want you in the studio sometime this week, but uh, thanks for taking the call. I'll see you then. Now go back to Christopher <laughs> Robin and he'll maybe untie you from the tree. He hung up on you. Yeah, he hung up. <laughs> He's I like, love you. Uh, I love you. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. I want that. I'm going to get that. <laughs> that was really. It was sinister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's true. Have you you know uh, Simon Bar Sinister? Have I mean, I've heard the last Simon yeah. Bar. Mm-hmm. He was that little guy in Underdog, yeah. and he'd be so menacing. I'm going to turn. What is it? One of his big things was. Uh, and imagine like somebody coming up with this. Like, are you kidding me? Those people like were doing peyote back then, right? <laughs> They're like, uh, and this is back in the 50s or something. And Simon Bar Sinister, his big thing was turning people into a picture. That's right. I'm going to turn you into a picture. 
Picture. Yeah. Well, I know. Uh, he'd have like a machine, yeah. and he'd and he'd put people in the machine, and he'd turn them into a picture, so they wouldn't be a peep person anymore. Yep. Mm. And he threatened people menacingly, and underdog and Polly Purebred were then having to come in. And case get him. into a T. I'm going to do, and imagine that was like uh, that was like for kids that must have been like scary as hell. It's like <laughs> he's going to turn them into a picture. It's like uh, I was trying to figure out like why that was scary. I thought, That'd be cool. Yeah. I then you read Dorian Gray, and you realize later on in life that it was actually scary. Yeah. <laughs> there was some scary stuff in some of those old cartoons. Now, um, are we able to call Jim Carafano? Yeah, or? well, don't we have to do the... We can here, but we got to do the national anthem, and then we can bring him in. Okay, good. I'll do that. Well, let's do that, because Jim is um, waiting. I'll okay. go ahead and, and um, give him a shout uh, and let him know we're delayed, because we have to uh, do a little phone adjustment here, yeah. correct? Okay. But this is a perfect, yeah, perfect thing to do, which would be to play, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. National anthem. Displaying the American flag are members of the United States Armed Services. Here to perform the Star Spangled Banner, joined by his wife, Cindy Blackman Santana on drums, Please welcome back Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and Bay Area native, Carlos Santana!
Free Almond Happy Monday. Good morning this morning. Don't forget, we've got the big Warrior and Wildman Radio Free Almond Throwdown Palooza coming to Discovery Design. We are in the Discovery Design studio, but we will be on their lot 12 to 6 Saturday. Weather's supposed to be perfect. Got that going for us. We got Crafting Beer. We've got Phil Valencia's music. We got the Niputi. Pediatric uh, Kids Center there, and Doug Giles will be there as well. We're going to have some uh, rousing rally cries for you from the microphone, and we're going to have just a good old time, kind of a barbecue. We're going to have uh, Q in the Lou. We're going to have Russo's going to be there as well, and so it's just going to be a ton of fun. Twelve to six on Saturday. Before that, Friday, five thirty to eight, we're going to have the Doug Giles book signing. So he's going to be signing uh, uh, Pussification. I got and the the the, the, uh, the pussification came in the bo- in the box. You excited and about the that? Kids, kids were wondering. The kids were all wondering what's in the box, and so <laughs> they opened up the box. Mm. Yeah, and so anyway, and that, then the rest was like <laughs> so, and they can read. So, so <laughs> yeah. So like, wow. uh, anyway, oh okay, didn't catch that one right away. Mm. The pussification we have uh, raising righteous and rowdy girls. And then also rules for radical Christians. And so that's going to be 530 to 8 at the Missouri Athletic Club West. And we've got all that information for you on the Facebook page. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, good friend of mine and yours. His name, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Carafano. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good to be with you. Hey, good to How be with you. How are you doing? Uh, great, man. You know, you were traveling last week. Where, where were you again? I was in, I was in Romania. Wow. I was in Transylvania. Oh, no kidding, the real we're, Transylvania. Where nobody, where nobody cares about Dracula at all. <laughs> do, do they, is there any kind of ode to Dracula at all in Transylvania, like a statue or something? No, there's a, you know, there, well, there's a couple of, there's a castle that he apparently once spent a day in or something that all the tourists go to. That would that actually Bram Stoker used in the movie. So apparently Bram Stoker never actually went to Romania, which is kind of <laughs> weird. And um, uh, and then there's like the house he was born in, and the church where his son's bones are and stuff. But yeah, it's not a big deal there. If you I mean, re- yeah, it's if a beautiful you, part of the country. Yeah, if you really want a very dramatic story uh, that you'll never forget, Google 
uh, Ceausescu and yeah. the fall of that regime, and it will you'll never forget it. Obviously, their whole uh, kangaroo court afterwards that led to the to the to the uh, execution of him and his wife. But I will tell you the one thing that 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 just I'll never forget is that look on his face when he and his wife were up there speaking from their uh, the 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 palace, so to speak. And yeah. when it, when he heard people who were against him, and this was like the emperor with no clothes. Suddenly, he realized because he'd never heard that before, right, Jimmy? Right. No, he. I mean, he ruled the country. It was horrible. I mean, what he did to that country was um, was horrible. And you know, it's really interesting. Is people said they actually liked Ceausescu for a long time, and then he and then he came back from a trip to. I think China and North Korea and, and, and just thought he, you know, he said, I need to be more like, you know, Kim, I guess. And uh, just, you know, move, depopulated the country, moved everybody to the cities, made the country a police state. Um, but you know what, you know what they say about him when, when he died, um, the country didn't have any debt. Yeah. So there you go. Well, you know, they it's interesting. He, he was in the middle of feed him. Freedom free. Yeah. At the time that he had to eventually evacuate the palace in a helicopter with his wife, he, uh, they were, he was giving a speech where he was uh, announcing that he was increasing the wages of everybody. He was like trying to buy this support from all these right. folks. And they, were, yeah. they were, had none of it. I think there was some kind of massacre or something before that that precipitated that, I think. But fascinating right. story. It, it is. Um, actually, I met, I met a, a woman and she goes, yeah, I was, she said I was five years old. Um, I, I lived in an apartment across in the police station. She goes, I remember them shelling our building with uh, tanks, shelling our building. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, very pro-American, uh, very strong belief in the future of democracy and free markets, you know, struggling like a lot of Central European countries to shake off the last vestiges of, you know, corruption and stuff like that. But well, wonderful people, super optimistic, awesome place to visit. Apparently, Prince Charles has a summer home there. He goes there every summer and hangs oh, out. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and as, as terrible as Ceausescu was, when you watch the whole way the trial law went and everything else, it was like one of these things where they just basically, it was a matter of hours, and then they just walked him out to the to the back and just opened fire on him. It's like, and his wife. Yeah. And, and his, his wife. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, wow. What he did to the country, I mean, you, yeah. you know, I... I I don't think everybody misses them. No, you know, no, they're in a tough. They're in a tough neighborhood. You know, they've got the the Russians right next door. We've got the Turks on the other side. Um, so, you know, Romania has been invaded by almost everybody over the years. I I um I stay at the big hotel downtown, and right across from my room is this massive giant advertising for Yahweh. So now the Chinese are even there. Oh, really? Wow. All, all roads lead to Romania, my friend. <laughs> so uh, right now then, how's the North Korea thing going to go? Oh, but can I ask you something really quickly? Because, I mean, people are complaining. The, the, the big thing now, because the Trump economy and the numbers uh, as they are charting them in his first 500 days are just beyond the pale great. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's the projected GDP or whether it's the unemployment figures, that kind of thing. So now the media suddenly goes back to this obsession over tariffs and how they're going to destroy the country and everything else. And my assumption was that President Trump and China, he he really was trying to get them to cooperate over North Korea. And indeed, I think that succeeded, correct? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think the the tariffs, the economic competition with China and North Korea, those, those run on separate tracks. Yeah. And you really can't link them. Like, you help us out with North Korea, we'll be good to you on trade. <laughs> or, you know, you help us out on trade and we won't complain about the South China Seas. That, that wouldn't work. And, and I, I think the administration isn't trying to do that. So it's like, you know, we'll we'll talk on this and we'll fight on that and whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm not a fan of tariffs. I think it, I think it's a very risky strategy. I mean, the way I describe it is like you're trying to get everybody in the room's attention by tossing a hand grenade. You, know, you, will, you will probably get their attention, but you know somebody might get hurt. So, um, I, Woody, I think what the the behind the strategy is really this notion about look, we've been lackadaisical in our trade relationships for years, and I, and I think that's true, and um, and. And there is a lack of reciprocity, like, you know, Chinese steal our intellectual property, the, the Europeans put on these massive non-tariff barriers, and, and we just kind of ignore it, right? Um, and, and Trump wants to change that, and so he's using the tariffs to get people's attention. Um, I, I think that's a risky strategy. It's not the strategy I would use. You know, we'll see if it works. It's, uh, um, it's definitely a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're, it is. And you know, like for instance, we had something here, Jim, and and that doesn't mean that it it means the strategy is perfect, but we have Granite City Steel here, for instance, and and, right. and they immediately fired up the furnaces again and hired five hundred right. people. You know, and, and, and again, I know some of them, yeah, yeah, and and that might be uh, you know a short term. A great thing that happened, and I. But I understand yeah. your long-term view uh, that that it could be, you know, a problem. But but you know, it also might just be because the economy is picking up. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it might not have anything to do. And I'm afraid I doubt it actually has anything to do with the tariffs per se. It's just because the economy is growing rapidly and people need stuff, and so. Well, the Granite City Steel guy said it was because of the tariffs, but I don't know. You're you're yeah, right. You're right. You know, I don't sure know. They did. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, um, I'm just saying maybe it might no, have been. No, no, actually, no, there are a lot of other steel companies that, that don't like the tariffs. Because yeah. a lot of the steel stuff that we do domestically is actually kind of very niche production thing. And it actually contributes to kind of bigger steel products, right? So they make little niche things. Yeah. And if you put a tariff on a, um, on a, on a car made in Canada, it actually hurts them because then you're just building less cars, and then there's less need for their stuff. So it gets very complicated, yeah. which is why I said it is like kind of tossing a grenade in the room. And we'll see if it works. Right now, it's not hurting our economy. Our our economy is growing pretty robustly. I mean, the numbers we're seeing are just kind of unbelievable. I I really think that's more due to the fact of a combination of the tax cuts, the lower corporate rate, and and taking all these you know useless restrictions off the economy. And so the engine's starting to rev up, and so maybe that offsets this little thing. I, you know. Look, I mean, they've just got to be good at negotiating, and we'll see. You know, the one thing I've always learned about Trump is, you know, take a breath and wait five minutes. Yeah. And we've seen that with the Korean thing. We've seen everything else. And everybody wants to either jump off the roof or just mindlessly cheerlead, and the answer is wait. And I know that because I lived in Oklahoma for, like, 12 years, and in Oklahoma, it's if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. It'll change. Right. So now, was that when you were in the service? Prepared me for this. Was that when yeah. you were in the service in Oklahoma? Okay, because yeah. he's uh, yeah. um, uh, Jim Carafano. If, if you guys don't know already, twenty-five years in the U.S. Army, and you know he's oh. uh, you're is it Lieutenant Colonel? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's but anyway. So on the trade, I would deal. say, uh, look, if you love free trade, you can't really love what he's doing right now. But I understand it's a negotiating tactic. Mm-hmm. I hope it works. If it doesn't work. I hope he stops. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I, that, that is, you know, one thing to, in, to Trump's credit, and oftentimes politicians and other people can't, don't do this. He, he's more than willing to change course and, yes. and say this isn't working and, and move on. I mean, I think the, I think he changed course rightly so with, uh, and, and getting Pompeo in there, and it's turned out to be a really good move. I think that's right. He's, he is, um, he, I think he's a practical guy. If stuff works, he does it. If it doesn't work, he doesn't. He stops. Um, he's willing. To, if nothing's working, he's willing to try something else. Yeah. Now, Jim, uh, and I, I think that's what's behind the tariff thing. Yeah. I, I think it's well, what's behind the North Korea thing. Look, nothing else has worked with North Korea. Let's let's beat them up, get their attention, and then see if they want to talk for real. Right now, let, let me. Have ask- ever tried that before? How are we judging what is success and what isn't success or what have you? What's the – with the North Korea thing? Like what is a win or is there a win? Or what, what's the – how are we judging the success of what's going on? Well, here? I mean, the, the, yeah, I mean the important thing is we just don't give the farm away. I mean our strategy, and rightly so, is designed to protect us regardless of what Kim does. If he wants to deal seriously, awesome. If he doesn't want to deal seriously, fine. We can still protect ourselves. What the only thing that would be, I think, would really undermine is we have a maximum pressure strategy in place. If we just gave that away on some kind of vague promise, I think that would be largely perceived as a real disaster. But anything short of that, if the meeting produces nothing, fine. If the you know if the meeting produces like, well, we'll talk again, fine. If they come out of the meeting and says North Korea is putting all the nuclear weapons on Air Force One and I'm taking them back to Washington with me fine you know so how's this gonna look by the way i i mean I, the, the uh, will there be a picture like will we see trump and kim jong-un sitting down together or standing there together and what is yeah, this I would imagine. all gonna look like mm-hmm. yeah well I, I would imagine it, it would look um kind <laughs> of like a like a normal summit with the photo ops inside I, I mean i doubt there'll be like a joint press conference or anything but um, that I mean, I know that the stu- I mean the news guys are gearing up. I mean, the cable people are already booking. Like I already have bookings next week for like two o'clock in the morning because <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah because that's you know that's you know the middle of the day there. So they're so I uh, the media coverage will just be uh, through the roof. It'll just be. I mean, if you could spell North Korea. You can get a stint on on MSNBC probably. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Well, you know, it's curious, too, because, I mean, I I think, too, it's really going to be amazing to see because, you know, North Korea, I mean, aside from the fact that the people who live there are elusive – you just don't see this guy. You don't see the the Kim Jong-un or these people hardly ever. And when you do, they're like – you know they're they're taking like these bi- gigantic trains places and you know, just like yeah, they're yeah. just it's so weird you know yeah it is somebody said that um, we so that you know they had a delegation here and 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 they were up in New York and they refused to be flown on an airplane to come down here I mean so they you know when they when they leave North Korea for them it's literally like going to another planet it's a pretty strange thing wow. so the funny one uh, the one that just just I just couldn't stop laughing was apparently they're. I don't even know if it's true, right? This is, I think, just because it's in the news. Who knows? You know, they were talking about, well, they're trying to figure out how to pay his hotel bill, right? 
and and uh, so the one news article said well, the, the U.S. is quietly trying to figure out how to pay his hotel bill, and and then this this Yahoo, I don't, I don't want to say um, who it was, but um, this uh, Colin Collis guy, so he, he goes on Twitter and he says, oh, they attacked us for giving money to the Iranians. <laughs> And they're they're going to pay Kim's hotel bill. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? So the, Obama gave billions of dollars to the Iranians <laughs> to do nothing, right? right? And and he is comparing that with I don't even know if it's true that the U.S. would cover the guy's hotel bill and maybe his minibar. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and that, that, that there's some kind of proportionality there. I mean, that's just it was like a gas. That is amazing. Gas is even a word. <laughs> oh, well, it is. He, it is. But you know, it's funny is how how people are just like grasping for anything because what else are you going to do? I mean, right now they're still talking about Roseanne Barr's tweet. I mean, they're they're just like, they right. just can't get over any of this. And you know, you mentioned something about earlier regarding. Uh, uh, President Trump and, and his strategy here. It, it seems to me, and and maybe people, your your buddy on Twitter there would would mock it, but it seems to me that that Kim Jong Un has a certain kind of odd respect for. It's kind of like almost like gangster respect for President Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know it's possible. I, you know, I always go back. I never try to presume that I know what the North Koreans are thinking or what they think about things because I just don't think we really have the intelligence for that, or to to really be able to to do that. Some another Yahoo. I don't want to name names. This guy Doug Bandow just wrote this article on the national interest. I saw that. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and and he's saying, oh, the, you know, the, the the North Koreans aren't going to get played like the Libyans. I'm like, how do you know? I mean, first of all, do you know the North? Can, they can even find Libya on a map. Yeah. I mean, well, you don't know what the North Koreans are thinking, and you're you're all you're doing is you're taking how you would like the North Koreans to think and writing an article like that, and then and then they publish it in foreign policy or something. I mean, some of this stuff's just nuts. I mean, and I, I go again. My rule is is never your strategy. If your strategy is based on you thinking you know what the North Koreans are thinking or what they're going to do or why they're doing something, then you are an idiot. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think we really, really know. That's like when the guy shows up. If he says, "Hey, Mr. Trump, I got a really nice facial spray here, just kind of freshening up a bit." What do you think? If I were Trump, I would say no thanks. <laughs> you know, you mentioned Gaddafi, and I thought that's interesting. Even though obviously we really didn't necessarily negotiate as much with Gaddafi as we did, like Reagan right. rang his bell with a missile, killed his son, and basically he was quiet right, right, from right. from then on. And then, of course, we. Uh, unwisely removed him, but still, right. uh, I, you know that that was an interesting thing where we actually got a guy who was this despotic leader to finally be. I mean, he was no friend of the terrorists, Al Qaeda, you name it. They didn't like him, and that's why they moved into Tripoli the minute we we got rid of him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, here's the problem with the Libya analogy. First of all, he didn't have a nuclear weapon. Right. He yeah. had a nuclear research program. Right. So the notion that somehow if there had been a civil war, he would have been protected because nobody would have been everybody would have been afraid to evade. That that's ridiculous. I mean, he can't he can't attack people with a nuclear weapon program. So that was not a protector of his regime. So that that that, that like he was foolish to give it up because that's what cost him his country. That just there are any, actually any facts to support that. So we throw that aside. The second thing is, is. The lesson of Libya is it worked. He got exactly what he asked for. He gave up the nuke stuff. We gave him access to the West. We kept our part of the bargain. So, again, if, if you want to take a lesson away from Libya, it's like, oh, you, you know, the, the West kind of follows through. You, you, they say you're going to do something. They did it. And 
And the reason why he lost his country was not because he gave up his nuclear weapons. He got all this access to the West, and then he continued to run his country like a Yahoo, Squad. and there was a civil war. Mm-hmm. That's nobody's fault but his. And um, matter of fact, if he still had a nuclear program, I think intervention would have happened sooner and actually would have had a lot more support because then people said, oh, we can't let their nuclear technology and stuff fall in the wrong hands. So here's the challenge for Kim, right? Let's, let's say he does the big deal. And you know what? If he does the big deal, he, I, I predict he would get exactly what he asked for, right? They give up their nuclear weapons, right? They stop reprocessing fuel, okay? They, just, just, they get rid of the long-range missile program. And even though he's still got an army, even though he's still a dictator and everything else, the West will give him, you know, take him off the list. He can have access to be like a normal country. The challenge for him, then, is, you know, how to how to actually take advantage of that to make the country better and not have somebody put him up against the wall like Tachescu. Yeah, right. And, and, and I, I was going to ask, I think one of the things, too, that Kim Jong-un was asking for is, please don't let Dennis Rodman come back to this country anymore. <laughs> we just really don't. Well, they do want a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, you know, I'd rather have a McDonald's than Dennis Rodman, because you can eat a McDonald's. <laughs> right. You can't eat a nuclear weapon. You can't eat Dennis Rodman, but I know, I, and I know you got to go because you have a meeting always uh, right now uh, coming up at eight thirty EST. But I don't want to go. I want to stand talk to you. I will, mm. buddy. We love <laughs> we love talking to you. So so you touched this a little bit. What do the North Korean people feel about this? Like, do they like what Kim Jong Un is doing? Yeah. Do they think okay? Interesting. So I mean, and the reason why we know this is we do know a little bit because when when defectors come down, they interview them, and and we talk to the different ones that come out of the well, the South Koreans do every year, and we get a sense of kind of what popular opinion is in North Korea. So he did liberalize the economy at the local level, let you know people kind of have own little markets and stuff. That that made people a, a little more popular, and you know the fact that he is meeting with the president of the United States and negotiating. I mean, they, they think he looks strong. So I think as much as we know there's popular opinion and anybody would express that, I think people were relatively optimistic about that. You know, he just removed three top military commanders. And of course, we're not really sure what that's all about, but yeah. it's all just one big roller coaster. Well, I mean, it, it, it might be maybe because they're they're not on they're maybe they're harder line. I mean, I, you know, he they, he was afraid. I th- I, th- I heard at some point to even leave the country because he thought maybe somebody yeah. was going to take over the country while he was gone. Yeah, but but again, we we don't even know if that's true, right? Right. We don't know if any of this is true. No, I know. Hey, but, here's what here's what we do know. You call me next week at the same time. Yeah. And I will know a lot more. Than I, <laughs> I know. Well, so well, and I, I appreciate the fact that you're going to be able to be with us. I know because you're going to be exhausted though, probably by that time. But still, um, we'll be ready for you as always. And and by the way, Jimmy, the password for today is Yahoo. Yes, mm. Yahoo. Yahoo. I, that's a great word. It is a great Ru- word. Ruined by a t- terrible company, but a, <laughs> an awesome word. Yeah, it is an awesome right. word. And you've managed to wrestle it back to its to the dignity it deserves. You know. I, I, I can only hope. All right, buddy. Good talking to you. All right, Jimmy. Thanks a ton. Appreciate that very much. You know, by the way, one thing, though, because Kim Jong-un, you know, his haircut and everything else, you know. Mm, that, that, yeah. Um, Gungam style. Yeah. But we know that, for instance, he might, like, want to have a haircut uh, that's an American-style haircut. And uh, the only word of advice I think they're giving him now is just don't go to the chase for it. Oh. I've been thinking, seen the world.
This morning, and welcome to Radio Free Almond. That's a great tune, but I'll tell you what, uh, X Ambassadors saw them in concert a long time ago. They're really a great band. And you know, the story behind X Ambassadors, just really briefly, is uh, you know, his brother is blind. The, guy, the lead singer's brother is blind. I can't remember what, what the lead singer's brother plays, whether it's the drums or something. But uh, the, story, the, the, the story behind the, the ex-ambassador is this guy and his brother, and he's been taking care of his brother, like looking out for his brother like his whole life. So these are two, like really two close bros, and his brother's blind, and the lead singer's, you know, been taking care of him his whole life, and these guys have this great band now and everything. It's pretty cool. I didn't know oh, about that. It's a very good story. Yeah. I can't hit those notes, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why we're here and they're there. Yes. Uh, by the way, really, you know, I got to tell you, because you, you brought this up a while back, Ryan, uh, and, and spoke for a lot of people who were a little bit like, this Rudy Giuliani thing is kind of like, I don't know about this whole thing. And I tried to talk you guys off the ledge a little you bit, uh, even though that's, I, that's not guaranteed that it worked. Uh, but because a lot of people are like, you know, because they're, they're seeing Rudy Giuliani, they're like, okay, uh, this guy, what is he going to do? What's he going to say? How's it going to go? Blah, blah, blah. But I got to tell you, this interview that he did with George Stephanopoulos, and surprisingly, I actually came away from that thinking, you know, Stephanopoulos isn't that half bad. He like didn't, he seemed to be very fair with Giuliani, asked him questions. Giuliani was great in answering them. And, and, and Giuliani is really good at what he does uh, in terms of going up there, yeah. being, you know, uh, not being like overly serious or defensive or anything else. The one piece of news that came out of this, though, was Stephanopoulos asked him pointedly about the self-pardon thing. You want to listen mm-hmm. to it? One thing I don't get, too, is I don't get the pinky ring. I don't get that. It's a New York thing, I think. I guess. Is that a New York thing? Mm-hmm. What, is, what is the pinky ring? <laughs> yeah, that's just that's – just- I believe that goes back to the uh, old school uh, 
you know? mob. That's what I would say. Well, but, but let me put it this way. Giuliani would be the last person to be aping anything from the mob. He's the one who put the mob away when he was uh, the attorney general up there in New York, or a federal prosecutor, I mean, in, in New York. Maybe it's a trophy. I don't know, it's man. It's a true story that I would always <laughs> tell Kelly that how bad I wanted a pinky ring, which she always told me, you know, gosh, don't let this up anybody. She was like, you have to be like, so it's a little weird for him. I don't know his weight. She was like, but you have to be like, Two fifty and above, like a goomba, a, a real goomba, to rock a pinky ring. Well, let me ask you this though. So maybe we're <laughs> well, maybe we're getting somewhere here then. So why was it that you wanted? So now we might know why the pinky ring. Because why was it that you wanted a pinky ring? Like what was it about I just the pinky thought, ring? I was like, man, that is like a. Because every time you see somebody wear a pinky ring, you're like. I'm not sure about that guy. Like it's it, you're like to another level. So you thought maybe it would be intimidating it would to other people. Me. You thought maybe people would go, "Oh, here I comes see. Ryan Jacobs. <laughs> He's got a pinky ring." See, and I need stuff like that as a five foot seven, hundred and twenty eight pound guy. Well, now, would you? <laughs> did you also? Because because I know that only certain people, like as Kelly pointed out, can only wear pinky rings. Only certain people can wear like big chains with medallions on them, and Bingo. you have to be fat. And Harvey Weinstein, and in a bathrobe, mm-hmm. right? And a boat. Yeah, I see yeah, it a lot. Boat. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll have you know, it's the fifty-five-year-old guy mm. that's got you know, he's he's a big guy, and he's tan and hairy, and just <laughs> huge anchor necklaces, pinky rings, and then he's got like like twenty eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old girls on the boat, Ooh. and you're like, that's his life. Wow. And then you always think, gosh, those girls' fathers did not do a good enough job at raising them. Wow. Now, let me ask you this, though, because you mentioned 55. I'm 55. You have some kind of thing about 55-year-olds? No, I didn't know you were 55. Because we can teach you guys a little bit. Hey, here, oh, you know. I know. I, I, just I didn't know you were 55. I'd have guessed you were in your 40s. Yeah, I'm 55. Dude. Okay. Yeah. Can you believe that? I can't, actually. You're, you're a youthful 55. And you are a youthful 31, my friend, <laughs> Ryan. I look you know, like I'm 12. <laughs> which makes, which thankfully, uh, if, thankfully then I, I look younger than you think I am, because otherwise it would be really weird. Yeah. You know, this team that we have here. <laughs> the only thing that was weird was Thanks when I went to- Thanks for bringing your son with you. <laughs> was when I went yeah. to breakfast with Mark Kaysen. <laughs> yeah. That, my friend, was weird. Yeah, uh, it's Sorry. funny. Well, you know, really, in, in, in all honesty, Ryan is only, watch out, I'm doing math. Come on. Eight, five, what's eight plus? What, do you, what's the, what are you going for? Well, Ryan, Ryan's only three years older than my oldest son. It's true. It's true. Yeah, you're Isn't only that crazy? seven that is kinda crazy. years older than mine. That's what I'm saying. You're a youth, I mean... Yeah, I'm surprised I you broadcasted your age. Well, I, would, I, don't, I, would, I don't care. care. I, I don't really care. I mean, I don't care. I, it's a little weird that, for instance, um, like I get into movies more cheaply. That's weird to me. Oh. <laughs> you know, okay. that's, that's kind of like not cool. That's, just not, that's not cool to me. You don't use that discount. No. <laughs> no. Most people you are do. so excited. You look young, though. Yeah. Were you, when you were 31, were you getting carded? Because I would card him. I'd card him in a second. Oh, I would I mean, hope yeah. you would. Would you get carded when you were in your yeah, early 30s? Yeah. yeah. I, and, and now I purposely try to get carded, by, and I go through the self-checkout just so I could still get carded. Because I still have to show So the robot idea. cards yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's automatic, yeah. right? Yeah. You purposely say, like, keywords to make them um, want to... Do you need to see my ID? Yeah. Man, this fraternity party is going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That was dope. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. 
So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the story. All right, so, oh, by the way, if you're just catching up with us, I told the story a while back about the mini transition we're going through right now. Uh, Ryan, even at this spry age of 31, is, is one of the best tactical marketing guys mm-hmm. you're going to ever find in the land. Ryan is the reason why Radio Free Almond popped out and popped up as fast as it did uh, in terms of our logo. I mean, it, it, it really is amazing. I was talking to somebody over the weekend. They were like, dude, how did you do this in, in, in a month? I mean, how is this possible you did this? Well, it really, it was Ryan and I, first of all, in the, in the run-up to the entire – I don't. I wanted to get to Giuliani. But I, I really want to tell this story. In the run-up to uh, this debacle that 97.1 committed uh, – Ryan was one of the earliest guys on Twitter, and this was before we even we even I mean, knew what was going to yeah. be happening on Twitter. Along with, by the way, Phil Valencia, who's right over there, he's called Nine Killer for a reason, mm. uh, and well, he's got a great band and everything else. But anyway, uh, and, and and Phil was one of those too. And you guys were out there in force. Uh, Ryan took the beating in a different direct way because he was associated with Nipudi Wellness. And so there were people threatening him. Uh, there was a guy who threatened your life, right? Or yeah, he, yeah. Ca- he called me while I was at Olive Garden with my son. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, he got my phone number somehow, which, you know, isn't hard. You know, who I think, you know who I think this was, though? It was the one that Phil, mm. that you busted. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was... Because so- I think we, we, he's off Twitter now, thank you. Okay. Yeah. We, because we... Well played, it was, it was. I think that was... I, I remember you texting me yeah. the guy's name, yeah. and now, now it occurs to me it was Wait, we're that, not joking right now? I'm not kidding you. It occurs to me it was probably that guy. I don't no. want to. I don't want to okay. say. Yeah, I know, but okay. I hear uh, you. Because it was, um, it, but but it was yeah. that guy. But but he was summarily doxxed and dismantled. Oh, hours and and, mm-hmm. and it didn't take Phil long to do that. So anyway, uh, there's more to that story that meets the eye and will. But anyway, and be, be, believe me, uh, you're not anonymous on Twitter, ever. No, I I, I guarantee you. Just so you know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people, fan, a lot, especially a lot of the more loudmouthy people out there, yeah. think they are. They and, hide and, all and, their right, and we know that even though you're on Twitter as your name, we know your other Twitter handle too. Yes, just so you know. So anyway, um, not that we're going to do anything about it, but if we have to, we will. Um, but but here's the thing: so Ryan was out there uh, defending me. Only because he was, he felt it was the right thing to do. Yes. Um, Ryan and I obviously knew each other and were friends before all this, but nonetheless, he and Naputi, man, Eric, you guys were had some balls, man, because you were <laughs> out there, and 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 this was these were people who were threatening like their business. Oh. This was a business yeah. thing, okay? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and and they were threatening their business, threatening to do this, 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 um, and that's why it'll be so satisfying once Newman and her little piglet stepson get. Get the hot poker. That, that'll be that'll be more enjoyable down the line for you guys. But nonetheless, uh, the the situation here though is where Ryan was out there, and then then what happened is once everything collapsed and ninety seven one unwisely chose to pull the plug on me and my show. The uh, I think it was I don't know how this happened, but it was like the couple day we I called you. Yeah, I remember it was like a Saturday night. It was late. Yeah, because yeah. What, but what were we talking about? We were, and I said, 
dude, I got to get, first of all, on Facebook. And I got to get a public page and you start doing all this. And, and it wasn't a matter. It was a matter of hours yeah. before we had this whole, Ryan had this whole thing together, pop the public page. That, that's how I was able to get out and, and, and reach you all to the degree. Uh, then we came up with, the logos and then it was it really was crazy. But was you were fun. so good at this well, and you. worked your butt off, that. and you and your team did, and and just was so fantastic. And 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 so Ryan, then obviously we we had to start the show up, yeah. and Ryan was there in the morning with me and us talking. Uh, but then we came to the realization that now that we have Radio Free Almond as a network, a full network. Um, Ryan needs to be able to do what he does best. You're really good at this well, on the air and be with it on the air. People I have love no you. Experience, yeah, but, but and, and and you and you, we want. I want you here uh, at least occasionally. Yeah. But Ryan is. We had this talk, and Ryan was like, you know, um, I what I do is I do really well, and he does. He's got a great business, and 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 it's called tactical marketing, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah, it's one of them. One yeah. of them, yeah. And and um, it is uh, so. So Ryan's like, if if we're going to build this, I can't be with you four hours. It actually, turns more into almost five. <laughs> it does because we get done at nine, and then you're not clearly at your back at your office by until ten, ten thirty, yeah. whatever. And so that's half, and he's already that's half a day. So if you're going to build a network and do the things you do, and 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 if Ryan's going to do what he what the gifts that God has given him and use those to that to the degree that he wants to, then you can't be here for five hours. Yeah. That's just the way it balances out. You know, I mean, I love it. I love being yeah. here with you. Yeah, but it is, and and we just we do. We want to deliver a great network for everybody listening, and and truly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And truly create a um, something that you guys don't ever have to turn off. I hate that you guys have to turn off that, uh, you know, the stream at 9 o'clock. I mean, I want it to where you guys wake up to the stream and you fall asleep to the stream with just hard-hitting, awesome people and talent. And that's what we're trying to build yeah. and that's what we're working on. And then also make even this experience better and better and better and better right. callers and all this other stuff. Yeah, I mean be, so be, so that doesn't happen when like a key player is <laughs> is occupied for 5 hours even though it's mm. you're good at what you do. That that just it doesn't it doesn't work that way. It, it, it's kind of like if you had a pitcher who is an excellent pitcher, Bob Gibson for instance, and you're like, uh, but Bob, I do need you to play center field for the Memphis Redbirds, uh, you know, before you come that. and pitch, you know, and, yeah. and that would and, and and that's not would not be utilizing Bob Gibson the way you'd want him to pitch, uh, and 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 chances are Bob Gibson can I play center you. field, I and he can play it really well, but that's not what Bob Gibson does, and it's also right. and, and and so I'm not doing the Hardy's Chicken brand thing because you right. have a you have a bunch of brands you going on there. So anyway, so Phil also Valencia being a friend of mine as well, and and Nine Killer was out there along with our entire Twitter pod. I mean, dude, we have yeah. we had this pod going pickles, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good times. Yeah. I mean, Mama Kay, Sharon oh, yeah. Solomon, oh, Julie yeah. Matthews. Mm-hmm. Tell me, make sure I'm not forgetting anybody because, uh, uh, and, and. Uh, the ones that would be, uh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the pretty much the, the gang right there. The, yeah. And Ben Murphy and all those guys. That have ben been Murphy. Around. I mean, yeah. my gosh. And, and, but these guys are all like really, I mean, you know, Ben was the guy who, uh, you know, I, I w- well, yeah, yeah. He, made, he made this, but again, that's not the best thing that Ben does, you right. know, as America First Missouri. Keep in mind, they're the ones who asked me, you know, uh, Annette Reed and that gang. Yep. This was right after all this crap happened. They asked me to MC this U.S. Senate <laughs> debate. Yep. Yep. That, that took awesome. some guts right they, there. They've got them. They've got guts. Yeah. And they're, and they're all about supporting you and yeah they've been that way from the very start right the on second it happened and they asked me to, to MC that thing and i was like wow uh are you sure because i mean i did it right away because i was thinking this is perfect to to keep the brand up but i mean for them i'm i'm sure how many times did they did somebody tell them that was a mistake yep you know well, the standing ovation when you came out said everything I yeah that's what yeah it just said everything to us we felt it and that we would appreciate that they did that for you that yeah was, man that was really something so anyway Phil is going to kind of be more regularly on the air, and of course we mix it up with a bunch of people. But but uh, Phil's going to be more regularly on the air with us, and then also helping to build the the, the brand as well, kind of like semi programming guy, you know, that kind of thing, as well, along with Ryan. So anyway, that's kind of the config. It's not going to really matter, hopefully, no. to you guys in the in the end, in terms of the, the what we deliver to you and how we deliver it. But it, but it, but if if we're going to really make this what we want to make it, we just make these kinds of uh, things go, and, and that's going to be great. And then uh, Ben's going to be a big part of that as well. So, yeah, Missouri first. These guys had some stones. I, I, and, and, that and, was so cool. And, now, also on that on that level, because you guys might be hearing right now that I'm going to be emceeing the uh, Tony Minetti deal that's coming in June on the 27th, uh, and Sarah Palin's going to be in town. So she's going to be with us on, the, on Radio Free Allman, and I'm going to have a lot of access to her. But keep in mind... I I agreed to do this for Tony, much like I agreed when Sebastian Gorka came in to, to I had all you guys out there for Tony. That's great. But if 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 Austin Peterson or Christy Nichols mm-hmm. or Peter Pfeiffer or Cortland Sykes asked me to do something for them, I would do it for them too. So I don't want you all to take this as a as I'm endorsing a candidate. I just want to make sure you know that. But I will, though, take advantage of any ability to not only front Radio Free Allman, but also get access to people who other people aren't going to have access yeah. to. So just so you know, uh, this is going to this is a win. I, I take advantage of these things, and I, I would do it for anybody out there, just so you know. And we've had, just by the way, because you're probably going to see this too, we've had a lot of uh, candidates asking for the Discovery Design Palooza that's getting ready. Hey, can we have a booth? Can we have this? Hey, can we be set up? So there probably will be, and I think you'd be silly as a candidate to not take advantage of that and be out there with the people. Well, you know, I know Austin's going to be there, uh, and I know Tony's going to be there. And you know what? If they want to grab the mic and say something to people, do it. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I don't, you know, why you show up. Right. Exactly. I, and I, I, we think that, you know, and all of you out there are smart enough to know uh, and be discerning enough to figure out who your people are and who you like, and who you, you know, uh, but, but still we're all kind of working towards the same goal. So that's, yeah. that's pretty easy too. Oh, uh, look at you. <laughs> you just got coffee. It's just how delivered. I roll, bro. It's just how I roll. 
I've never seen anything. I, I, Matt doesn't. I've never gotten a cup of coffee from Matt. There. Yeah, sure. Now that you, now that I'm forcing you to. Oh, it's hot. Mm. Oh my god! It's delicious. We, how long we've we been doing this? I mean, a couple and, of years. <laughs> and that one time has no. Matt ever come in with a cup of coffee for no, us? I have to make my own. What'd you do, man? Is it something? Is this kind of is this a musician thing? Uh, I gave him a secret signal that we speak through a, the glass. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like, just went ahead and made a cup. I know. We're just kidding. Oh, I know. I'm it's, just uh, fold, It's Folgers. my first time ever. Uh, by the way, you didn't give me the the uh, the paper wrap around the, the the cup's hot. You gave him the the thing that keeps the thing from fingers from burning over there. It must be a it must be a musician thing. It is. Oh yeah. See, you guys all take care of each other. You know, <gasps> with, oh, with delicious. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. I know. Delicious. <laughs> hey, no. Listen, Matt's the one who set up the three camera shoot here. Are you kidding me? Uh, so no, I. That I, was funny. Now I have to backtrack. But yeah, look, it's a. Yeah. Hey, you know my band Nine Killer. Mm. Yeah. Good. Just so you know, uh, I'll take that cup of coffee. That's Folgers. <laughs> it's Mountain Grown. Folgers in my cup. It's <laughs> Mountain Grown. Juan Valdez. Put that in there. Handpicked by Juan Valdez. Yeah. How about that pinky ring? Mm. All right. So here, anyway, uh, what time did we start talking about Giuliani's <laughs> pinky ring and Giuliani? Mm. Half an hour ago. I know. You think people, I, I, I don't know. I can't tell. I, I mean, listen, people stay with the stream and love the, love the show. Uh, I, it sometimes does take a long time for me to get to things. Well, you used but, to have so many commercial breaks, you couldn't do that. I know. I Yes, I mean, I couldn't talk about stuff. But friends, if you, anybody on the stream, <laughs> when they talk to their friends and they're sitting around a barbecue or whatever, you don't talk and like, here is story number one. Hold on, yes. we got to get to story number Nobody does that. Everybody, I have this sound bite coming yeah, up. Everybody, you jive with each other. Yeah, yeah. Although I have to tell you, though, um, even at a barbecue, like, I wouldn't get away with this because people wouldn't stick with me long enough. <laughs> I don't know. And, in a bar, you, you kind of have to, you know, I, I, I can, you know, I'm like, you know, if you stood by the grill <laughs> and you were just, and you're like, so anyway, how about pinky rings? I feel like you're yeah. the grill man. Oh, you yeah. can do whatever you want. It'd be great. I'd have a grill with a microphone next to it. <laughs> so anyway, good morning this morning. And have a speaker. Can you imagine the guy? I can do that. Imagine the guy who's like has has the speaker out there, and that's how like the radio guy. Awesome. Oh, we're gonna go over to Radio Bill's house again. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to uh, my house, Bill's uh, Grill. Bill's Grill Live. By the way, it's time for the lightning round. Here we go. Oh, did you see Giuliani? And if you remember the uh, remember the hmm. commercial, there's there's a commercial out there where a guy is um, where he's waking up in the morning. And, and he's like a radio guy or something, and he's mimicking what a radio guy does. And his wife is waking up, and he goes, Tra- look, it, lo- it looks to be sunny today, oh, high yeah. of 85. I feel like I remember traffic. that. What yep. was that? I don't remember, Man. but I, it was years ago. All right. Oh, by the way, remember when I was talking about hitting the post? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I remember. Yeah. So there's this guy named Spider, S-P-Y-D-E-R, and he's on the L.A. station. The L.A. hit station, which is a really good... It's a big network. Yeah, yeah uh, it's a really good... What do they call it? Uh, contemporary... They're, they're playing like... Uh, um, uh, like middle... Like all the... AOR stuff? They're, yeah, they're playing... They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing the Ed Sheeran. They're playing the oh, okay. uh, new 
Taylor Swift song, which is great. So it's a pop station. Yeah, it's a pop station, but it's really a good, a good uh, station. And there's a guy named Spider who I don't know whether he's new or something, but that guy, I'd love to get him on the ear. That guy is one of the best DJs I've heard in a long time. Mm. Oh, yeah. For that genre, for that mm-hmm. kind of that whole 10-year-old yeah. teeny bopper type of genre, he's perfect. Because I was just thinking about that. Because I've never, I've heard some people on that sh- station that you don't, that you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But this guy was like really good. It's Hit, hitting the post. It's yeah. funny when radio guys, because like I don't listen to a station. This is just funny. It's because yeah, yeah. it's your craft. Like I don't listen to a station. I'm like, oh, dang. Whew. That guy's crushing it before this song, you know. Like, but it's stuff you the notice. The timbre in his yeah. voice, the, yeah, like it's stuff you wow. notice, though. It's right. not really. It's not easy. I mean, it's not easy to do that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You got to be pretty good at what you do. Uh, and it's not, especially since those people sometimes seemingly are a dime a dozen. I mean, you could have, you know. But this guy, this guy's money. I'll have to get him, get him on sometime. Anyway, Rudy Giuliani here. This is this is Stephanopoulos and. Did you see the interview, Phil? I did not. Okay, no, because you were a little surprised when I said I thought Stephanopoulos did a pretty good job. I was. Act- did you see it? Because I, I was didn't. Actually, well, because I was actually I like, wow, this. Stephanopoulos is actually being fair. You know why though? It's because Hillary lost. Well, also because Giuliani, when he the minute he hits the air, he commands the right. room. It's, right. it's 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 a it's a yeah. personality thing. Stephanopoulos, if he gets some kind of dope on there, some mealy mouth dope on there, he'll run it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll yeah. he'll take care of you. But Giuliani has this. That's this is why when you were concerned about it a while back, Ryan, you were saying people were concerned about Giuliani being half cocked and all this kind of yeah. stuff. The good thing about him is he, reporters and and people don't mess with him. Like they, they don't they don't push him around because mm-hmm. keep in mind the the currency of an anchor. Or a reporter is their ability to they 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 thrive on being able to push you around and bully you. Right. And some people will go on and and they'll get all the respect in the world. Uh, and, and other people will go on and they'll that's mm-hmm. where they'll that's where they'll decide they're gonna they're gonna mess with you a little more yep. and be and be the the, the king of the room mm-hmm. here. Yep. Chris Cuomo was a perfect example of <sighs> that. Uh, Yep. When when he for a while there he was on with what's her name from the Trump administration who's that um, uh, who who's that again the uh, woman she's oh. really good with um how am I drawing a blank on her yeah it's she's the famous yeah yeah she's his spoke she's his yeah. spokesperson not not uh, not Sarah Huckabee Sanders no. but it's it's uh, what's her face um, God. Can't remember her name. Well, you know why uh, we can't remember her name. She hasn't been in the news in a while. I, well, you know why though, and we're getting to that because the reason why she hasn't been is people stop interviewing because she was kicking their ass all the time. Hmm. And, and so somebody's on Facebook telling us. Who oh, a hundred percent. They're like, "Hey, you bozos! Hey, you Yahoos! Dumb, dumber, and dumbest." <laughs> hey, I'm not oh, dumbest. Here. Well, I mean, uh, I'm dumbest. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, you're still, dumb, dumb. Cool. You're right. just dumb. Where? Somebody's going to give it Sandra to something or uh, um, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. Gosh. Oh my God. So, so anyway, okay, so yeah. Kellyanne Conway doesn't get interviewed as much anymore right. because she goes on there and wipes the floor with people. Yeah. So people just stop talking to her. Chris Cuomo used to go on with her on a number of different levels and, and, and she would kick his butt. Yeah. And so how often does Chris Cuomo talk to her now? Not very often. Or when he does, mm-hmm. it's very tame. Mm-hmm. Stephanopoulos, you could tell Giuliani was 
pinky ring and all yeah. kind of had the yeah. room right That's away. That's why he wore it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Here you go. And that it's a guilty motive, which the president would deny. You can't possibly prosecute him. Letter also, or recommend impeachment. Letter also cites the president's pardon power. Do you and the president's attorneys believe the president has the power to pardon himself? Uh, he pro he's not, but he probably does. I mean, he, has, he has no intention of pardoning uh, himself, but he probably does. It doesn't say he can't. I mean, that, that's another inter really interesting constitutional argument. Can the president pardon himself? I you think I, it's an open question? I used question? to run the pardon attorney. Uh, it, it would be an open question. I think it would probably get answered by, gosh, that's what the Constitution says, and if you want to change it, change it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now, here's how this got reported, uh, interestingly enough. It, uh, they, they, they reported it like Giuliani was boasting that the yeah. president can pardon himself. And you could see right there that Giuliani clearly was not. He said... Well, you wouldn't really do that, uh, probably, even, even if you had the power to. You probably – that probably wouldn't be something you would do and he would do. But constitutionally, it absolutely is possible. But anyway, it's it, – the news media treated it like, oh, President – like when they did with the, mm -hmm. with the President Trump may fire Mueller. It's like, mm -hmm. who says that? I mean, he can, but who says he's going to? And so every single time – then you have Jeff Flake come out. He better not fire Mueller. You right. have John McCain – propping up out of his hospital. You better not fire Mueller. Lindsey Graham, I hope he doesn't fire Mueller. It would be constitutional crisis. It's like, you know, we, we got all these guys coming out of the woodwork when the reality is uh, he never said he was going to fire Mueller. And, and conversely, when you look at this interview, yeah. Giuliani's not bragging. He was asked a question. He answered it. And, 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 and uh, Stephanopoulos says, well, is it an open question? And it's like, yeah, it is because it's constitutionally... Defensible. But it's a loaded it. question at that. That question alone, I hate that question. Why are you even asking that question? You're alluding to the fact that he's committed a crime. Right. And you're also seeing in the headlines, and this is like people like you, Ryan, or you people who were concerned about Giuliani. What you, if you didn't see the interview, right. what you saw in all the headlines is Giuliani says Trump can pardon himself. As if Giuliani's making another mistake right. and being boastful. When actually you saw it, you listened to it, yeah. and, and a lot of people, because believe me, I'm in the business, I'm not sitting down and watching this week. Right. I'm not watching Meet the Press. No, no way. And I'm, I, I'll, I, oh, I watch uh, tapes of it and cut tapes from it or whatever and, and sound bites, but I'm not, I'm not sitting down and listening, Chuck watching Todd. Meet the Press. You kidding me? Or, or this week. We're in a soundbite world, and there's a lot of danger there because yeah. context can be completely abused, right. spun, and we're seeing that was a great example that you just pulled, because that was a subtle one. It wasn't even blatant. Yeah. But it was subtle, but that's Stephanopoulos for you right there. He's a he's a master at, at interviewing people and kind of controlling the narrative. This is this is the headline from ABC. Right. This is, I, I just played for you a clip from ABC's own show. Like, they not only watch the show, they, they produce the show. Right. There were people sitting in there watching the show. And yet their headline still says, President Trump probably does have the power to pardon himself, mm -hmm. Giuliani says. It's like, well, first of all, you ask the question. Yep. Don't, right. act, don't act like Giuliani's out there gunslinging, saying, oh, yeah, he can pardon himself. Right. This was clearly, and I just played it for That's you. That's blatant right there, yeah. Wow. You got you to gotta listen to Radio Free Almond or <clears throat> whatever, and then you can hear Phil sipping coffee in, <clears throat> in the, in the microphone. Because I, I spit out my gum. Yeah. I don't, I, throw, I don't throw my cigarette butts out the window. Let's just be clear. Okay, good. I want to just be clear on that right now because I, I know where <laughs> this is going. I already know where this is going. <laughs> Knock this off.
You're the best, man. All right, we'll be back uh, with more frivolity. It's Radio Free Almond. Don't forget, the warrior and the wide man, wild man. Let's <laughs> try to do that. Hit the post thing again. I get nervous. Radio Free Almond, Throwdown Palooza, Saturday, 12 to 6 at Discovery Design. And Friday, the big book signing at the Missouri Athletic Club West with Doug Giles, everybody.
everybody. Good morning this morning. Radio free. All of it. You like that? That was real good. That oh, air man. guitar. Man, the guitar is hard. For now, those... How you do it, Nine Killer? I didn't ask you how you're doing. I said, I don't know how you do it. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I'm great on the guitar. <laughs> I can't hear myself. Yeah, I can't hear myself. Mm. Good morning, somebody. I can't hear myself. Oh, I hear you getting dialed up. Oh, there we, we are. Yeah. There, now you're dialed up, everybody. Uh, if you were just listening to the audio stream, though, you did not get to see Jamie. You crushed that song. Oh, he was, oh, yeah, he was wailing. audio slave, you know. Yeah. He was wailing. I know all the chords... I'll teach you those three chords. That was that's a riff. Just, that was three chords. You know, you're okay. You're a musician, and we'll get to this before. We'll get some more news because there's, there's MSNBC really hit uh, an all time low when it talked about how uh, uh, whites are killing the, the the doubling of whites killing minorities. But we'll get to that in a second. Is it true? And there was some guy on the internet doing this. Is it true that that there are really only like eight chords in music? In popular music, you know, as far as, you know, if you get into jazz and go with that, there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of chords. But with, yeah, really, we're we're really rehashing the same, <laughs> not only the same chords, we're the same progressions, basically. We're we're ripping off the same thing we've always done since the 50s and the earliest riffs. And there's a guy, yeah, it's a, there's a guy who did a, an actual, like, a videotape, and there are probably a lot of people who've done that before, mm-hmm. but he did a whole videotape presentation on YouTube and he just like had all these. He said, "Here's a, you know, and, and just show prove right. that there yeah. are, you know." Oh yeah, here's forty small... songs with just the chord C wow. moved to G, and then it's like, oh well, I know I know all those songs my whole life. But they're the same same song, same chords, basically just right. Mm-hmm. But but my, I would argue that doesn't that doesn't uh, reduce the significance of music because no. really there are only like for instance, let's put it this way: there might only be like ten colors yeah. that actually exist, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And yet. There's beautiful artwork done yeah. using blue. Yeah, that's yeah. a great analogy. You and that, corn, that Audio Slave song is a great example. That progression right there, you can go back to Hank Williams and stuff like that with that kind of a, if you just took an acoustic guitar and played yeah. those three chords, you'd hear a lot of songs that were, but you put Cornell on there and then yeah, turn, turn up the volume and it's, it's <laughs> right on. It's a different beast. Yeah, boy, Chris Cornell, what a, what a, what a loss. It's funny that you should was. bring him up. I was just looking at his wife's Twitter account, you know, uh, last night, and and uh, just reading about the stuff they're still doing, and his his foundation goes on, and and you know the it's just really now that I'm looking back at it, it was a really sadder sadder story than I kind of took in at the time, and um, it's really just sad. And his his wife and his kids, and there's a picture of him and his daughters, and it's just really really kind of hit me all of a sudden how sad that story. Truly was not well, just because he was an artist and amazing at it. it just as a human being and the, the bearing the mental, you know, the problems that he had mentally, and how he didn't really know that or think about that as a fan. Do they still maintain though? Because I thought at some point they said that he, there's no way he killed himself. That's yes, a de- that's or a debate. It? I mean, that's, oh, right. there's, okay. there's one side and there's the other. Like his wife doesn't mm-hmm. believe he killed his himself. wife and her. No, they'll never be convinced that that's what went down. But there's other people that knew him better that believe that that had to be what it was yeah so. hmm. all this music talk made me think about the other day when you played george michael father figure oh, yeah yeah because i saw a headline over the weekend that said um heartbreak killed george michael and it was about because his mom got really yeah. sick and she died mm. and that's what actually led to just his rampant drug abuse yeah 
So well, and also he, I think he, you know. Remember, he was like caught in that, and, and but but he was so abused over that kind was. of stuff. You know, keep in mind, you know, this is like this is back in the day when when that would be a minor trans. I mean, you know, obviously it's it's not a minor one when you're hanging out in the bathroom. But what I'm saying is, it would in the in the scheme of yes. things, what what people have done, like yeah. it's it's like would be nothing. But he mm-hmm. paid a huge price for that, you know. Yeah, uh, because that was the beginning, really, of the problems. It was. was that yeah, that bathroom sting over there in, the, in the Beverly Hills where he got. Yeah, well, now that you bring up father figure, <laughs> um, I was talking to somebody over the weekend about this and how impossible it is to believe that only this radio show has been remotely curious about this story about Chris Coster and the hairdresser. And I'm thinking to myself, how is it possible that no one? I mean, it, it, you know, you have you have the post dispatch is still obsessed over dark money, even though yeah, they don't that. bother to ask Scott Fawn, like, why are you <laughs> refusing to tell us where that money came from? And that's about as dark as dark money can get when you're Scott Fawn and you're a convicted felon and you're basically don't have a pot to piss in, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody knows it. And you are running a show that you're not even paying. You 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 have a Channel Thirty that, that show of his mm-hmm. uh, it, it, legend. When I was over there, it was legendary that he it was hard to get him to pay. Uh, and, and so this guy didn't have any money. So how, so so then he goes up there before this committee and like, where'd you get this money? I don't hear it till you do. When you hear him over on that that reared and round table right there, the KMOX, he's always talking about. You know, we need a governor with ethics. We don't want this dark money out there. And it's like, okay, Hayseed, why are you then? Right. Why are you not telling us where you got the money? But but that's that's the hypocrisy of these people down there. And, you know, unfortunately, now that Greitens is gone, the Missouri Republican Party, locally at least, uh, is severely hampered. Parson is not going to be reelected governor in 2020. There's not a chance. No way. And unless they get somebody else in there, and, and if I were the Missouri Republican Party, and again, Parsons a nice guy, he's he fumbled into this job. There's, yep. I mean, this this guy is like, although you know what? I mean, listen, Harry Truman did too, and it's true. He he became one of the greatest presidents we've ever had. So I'm not saying that that's crazy, the idea. And Parson is a good guy, but he he's not going to be able to. Uh, I think he's not going to be a formidable campaigner. In the upcoming uh, in the upcoming election, I do, and I do hope that he he does appoint Bev Randall's. But my my position is that that Parson might make the unwise move of trying to get somebody who's lieutenant governor who's not going to compete with him. I saw something on Twitter that came and disappeared. Uh, one of the people that I follow said, "I don't know if you heard anything about this that Governor Greitens signed seventy something pieces yeah. of legislation into law, yeah, and then it disappeared." The story disappeared on Twitter as fast as it happened. I wasn't sure if, if that was a false report or... No, it's actually... a real report. No, he did. He okay. did. I, I don't know whether it was 70. I mean, he pardoned some people okay. and then... Um, and and, the, and they, these were decent. I mean, these were not anything mm-hmm. surprising, but, uh, but signed a couple of uh, bills. But uh, I, I will tell you, though, that I, I think the... the um, the Missouri Republican Party has got, has got to figure out a, somebody to... to run in 2020 yeah. as governor. Parson is not going to be able to to beat, you know, a Jason Kander. No It's not going to happen. I, I mean, I, I realize that, you know, we're still Trump land. 
Uh, Greitens won. Uh, the, the Republican Party still is strong on the on the heels of a strong Republican candidate. But keep in mind, some of these Democrats, the local ones, you know, they with enough fire they can they can pull this off. It's a Claire McCaskill situation. It's a it's a Nixon situation. Absolutely, they can. With St. Louis and Kansas City yeah. being as strong as they are and voting Democratic in in particular areas, absolutely they could take over this governorship. I'm a big fan of Bev Randall's. Yeah. Yeah, you've uh, mentioned and, her once before. I she's, look up, uh, look up. Yeah, look she's she's her. great what she does. She's from Can- the Kansas City area. And but but I'm afraid the Parson people cuz he's got a he's got a tight-knit group around him uh of individuals who are not in my opinion as concerned about the well-being of the Republican Party or for that matter the state mm-hmm. around him. And I'd be afraid that he'd choose somebody that would on purpose he wouldn't want to have somebody who would overshadow him mm-hmm. uh so i'm afraid like bev randall's wouldn't get it now again i've met parson i've interviewed him he's he's a nice guy i i have no doubt about his integrity and about you know the, the his trustworthiness i'm not trying to criticize him without uh, you know just because he replaced greitens but i'm not i i still but look i mean come on Look I, at the, look the, at the yeah, uh, look at it here. Mm-hmm. Okay, really. Mm-hmm. Now again, back to the back to the father figure story. Why wouldn't that be a really big story to sink your teeth into about just exactly where this hairdresser's tentacles reached? Oh, like yeah. why why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you, you want me to make the graph for you, Post Dispatch? I'll do the artwork. You can do the uh, yeah. Ryan. Well, what, you want us to put together a chart because you guys like all those little charts and things yeah. like that 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 indicate these linkages and collusion. things you love. You, I think you did one when when you did the collu- Russia collusion, yeah. right? Oh, this dark money came over here, and then this the, the tangled web of mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Let's see your tangled web of the uh, of the hairdresser. Yeah, because uh, apparently every politician in Missouri went to her so she knows more than i'd say and and always the running joke with your hairdresser is your hairdresser knows more about you than anybody it's else funny, right ironic ironic uh the cliche there yeah. yeah it really is in this situation and people on the street know yeah some people know what you're talking about so what does she that know that's what's going down that here. nobody else knows but that would be that would be a that would be like a huge story if anything uh it would be interesting so why are we the only ones sell, who are raising it would questions sell papers, about papers? So it's really strange that you walk into QT and you're standing there in line and you're looking down at the stack <laughs> and it's like Greitens dark money and it's like it's as if they're just appealing to like what they believe yeah. is their their base, the base now, which is the the confounded proletariat that can't figure out the basics of a, a mini drama that we going on in St. Louis here, which is, is what what kind of is. This is like a mini drama here. If it was national p- figures. Involved in this type of scandal, this would be wall-to-wall coverage. Yeah, hey, Post-Dispatch, you know what you could do is, like, for instance, right now, in order for me to see a story about somebody shot in Bell Fountain Neighbors, i got to pay 99 cents to yeah. read your little crappy little yeah. police blotter story. Yeah. Imagine the ta- what you could do when you put the tangled web of the hairdresser up there. Mm. You could you could put your you, – you could, you could stop me from reading it if I don't pay 99 cents. You'd make a mint. It's true. So that's what they're doing now. So you try to read a story, and they're even doing it on like baby deaths. You know, you got to nope. still pay ninety nine cents yep. to read about. You know, it's unbelievable. 
And now that this story is over with Greitens, for the for what they consider to be over, their job, mission accomplished, right? Right. For, on their part, um, this Coster story, it's buried. It's over. And, you know, keep in mind, Coster, you know, I don't know anything about it. I, I've, I've met him before. He's a nice enough guy. And, and uh, but, 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 it would, but, but it's interesting to see where this person, you know, was weaving, you know. Can I ask, the can I ask a dumb question? So yes. The, can I ask a civics no. question? Is the lieutenant governor appointed by the governor or is he a voter? Is well, Parson seems to think he can appoint lieutenant governor, and, 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 and I'm pretty sure he can. Okay. Now, okay. I guess there might be some question as to whether or not uh, the Senate has to choose or whatever, but mm-hmm. Parson believes he's the one who can choose. Okay. But, but I don't actually. I, I don't know what the reading is. The the exact final call on that is. But uh, hmm. yeah, I I, I I would think that he could. Although keep in mind, the lieutenant. It's not like a lieutenant governor is a vice president. That's what I think of it as, and that's I know that's that's wrong. That's not the right way to think of it. That seems to be what it. Hmm. Somebody's probably hitting him with the data right now. <laughs> you know, I know what I'm going to uh, do. Is I'm going to call. Is the, yeah. I'm going to call Peter Kinder. I'm going to call him right now on the phone. I hope he doesn't cuss when he answers. Damn it, this is Peter Kinder. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. Yeah, I caught, you notice how, 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 um, how, uh, well, I don't have it here. Hang on. Yeah, I'm not going to call. I, I, I don't have it. I thought I had I got my new phone. I it's lost the new half phone. My, half my damn contacts. Or, or they show up as, um, like, somebody will text me. And, and I'll say, and, and it doesn't have a name attached to it. I go, who is this? I go, it's your mother. Oh, sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, mean, I don't, I, some of the numbers, and, and people get offended, like when you, when you sure. ask them. Yeah. And sometimes I've managed to fake my way through it by asking a few key questions. <laughs> How's the kids? Yeah, yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Right. Hey, thanks for reaching out. What year were you born? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reaching out. Hey, I totally forgot. What year was it again that you were born? Yeah, I'm writing your name down. How do I spell your last name again? <laughs> They're like Smith. <laughs> yeah. I, I I used to. That's an old tactic from a reporter thing mm-hmm. where you okay. forgot somebody's name. What do you and do? You, and you should know their name. How do you spell right? it? That's yeah. How do you spell it? You could, but you mm-hmm. because if you if you admit you didn't know yep. their name after yep. doing an interview with them, they're like, you're an idiot. Right. I just learned a little trick. When there. you're an idiot, you gotta. Learn from other idiots. Mm. <laughs> Just telling you. And so, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. His number is somewhere in here. But, uh, I, yeah, that's the thing. You know, one of, the, one of the top social graces that I know of is the people who introduce themselves when they see you, you know. And, and that way you can say, yeah, I already knew that. But generally, mm-hmm. the, that social grace where somebody walks up to you and say, hey, what's up, Bill, Johnson, how you doing? Yeah. That's like, says, thank you for doing that because yeah. I didn't remember your name. Or that this. is nice. Yeah. Because there are people, though, then there's always that person going, hey, you know, remember me? Right. I mean, you're like, <laughs> no. They're like, four years ago. I'm your mother. <laughs> right. Mom. No, but, it, but it, it is kind of one of those things. But those people, I, those are, th- that's really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. You don't know who I am, do you? I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, bet, but I bet you get that. I bet you you've had that happen do. to you a lot of times in your life. Yeah, yes. and I say, yeah, but I'm not going to tell you right, who you are. Right. <laughs> Sp- speak to my attorney. <laughs> but that's true. That's one of the that's one of the things. You somebody go about, and and then other times, 
Uh, plus, especially when you're with somebody, your wife or whatever else, and you don't know who there is, and of course it's rude when you're standing with your wife or something not to introduce them or with, with yeah. a friend, not to introduce them to somebody else, but you I can't know. because you don't know their name. That happened to me over the weekend, and it was so awkward, so awkward. Because you're I supposed knew to know their the name. the husband's name, and so I was like, oh, this is... And, and I did the internet, and then his wife, and I was like, and hey, you guys, make yeah, sure no. you connect. Uh, awkward. <laughs> yeah, then there's like, a thing at work where eventually, like, months go by, and maybe even a year or so go by, and by that time, you should know that person's name because you talk to them all the time, yep. but you don't really know their name, oh. and so that's where Buddy comes in handy. Oh, hey, bro. Hey, I, Buddy, I what's bro up? everybody. <laughs> bro. Yeah, you do Buddy. You text yeah, it, you Buddy. Do. Hey, Buddy. Hey, Buddy. I'm going to start wearing a Gilligan hat here. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, but that's the thing. But 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 there, there there comes a time where it's past the point of no return. Mm -hmm. Like if you ask somebody their name I like know. six months after you Gosh. met them, oh. you're like, oh, I can't Mom. do that. So now you're permanently yeah. buddy. Yeah, everyone's gone through this, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I wish there was some key, but really, honestly, folks, if you want to. Uh, be a hero whenever you walk up to somebody in a crowd. Hey, Jamie, you know, Brian. Yeah, exactly. That's Just say, hey, Bill Johnson. And then they'll know. And then they have the plausible, oh, I knew that already. <laughs> That's Good Graces with Jamie Oliver. Good Gra Welcome to Good, good graces. graces. Right. Mm -hmm. Radio Free Good Graces, everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You want to get to this one, though? This is good. This is this uh, chick from uh, MSNBC. Hang on a second here. By the way, my computer... Um, look at this thing. Well, have you pl been playing Scarborough music? That's probably what it is. You're playing Scarborough. Still using Scarborough. Oh, I'm, oh. trying to, it's, it, I'm trying to get this thing to play, and it's not doing it for me. Hang on. Um, it's it's you not doing. You do a pretty good job with that thing too. Well, I do, and and the problem is that um, I'm getting just this wheel going around right now. Oh, the dreaded wheel of rainbow. And, and where where nothing. Mm. Now now keep in mind, by the way, I I woke up this morning, and and they have they have. Uh, basically hijacked my computer <laughs> by updating my computer. Oh. And I never said they can update my mm, computer. You never said they couldn't. That's the point. Right. That's the point. That's when, that's when I said, you know what? Uh, by the way, just as a reminder, like they won't let you... They, they auto-correct love and turn it to live. I don't know why, but they do. And I know that the I and the O are next to each other on the keyboard, but they mm -hmm. do correct. And also, hmm. you can't Say effing. It's always ducking. Ducking, dude. I know. <laughs> it's always Mother ducking. duckers. Not that I do it a lot, mm -hmm. but no, you know. but it does do ducking. That that won't uh, stop. And not that I do it a lot either, but it does happen a lot in my phone. It's like when I say, I don't know your ducking name. Right. <laughs> what are you texting me? Right. I'm like, what is this? Hey, listen to this though. This is this is MSNBC, and this is a reporter named Morgan Radford. And keep in mind, the Democrats have nothing going on, right? And liberals have nothing going on. They've run out of Confederate statues to remove. Uh, Roseanne Barr's tweet, they've squeezed water out of a rock on that thing. They keep on, they've done that incessantly. They're still talking about it, though, by the way. If you went over the weekend, they were still talking about Roseanne Barr's tweet. And then 
and, and then you have – with the numbers that are coming out, uh, employment numbers and, and 500 days into the presidency, which is what today marks, you've got uh, President Trump and these economic numbers that are just going just gangbusters. So they have nothing. So they have to talk about – they have to invent stories. This is quite the invented stories. There's a uh, report on these stats about the uh, increased number of whites committing murders and other hate crimes against black people, okay? Listen to how she couches it If here. you look at the numbers, those anti-hate groups have been tracking the numbers. And for example, we've seen hate crimes jump up 20% just last year in major cities. Wow. And the number of people killed by white supremacists, it doubled in 2017. And this girl is That's like outrageous. making the rounds in her little carnival of... Uh, misinformation mm. and lies, but she you give compared a to the year before. There she is again. Anti hate groups say that the number of hate crimes has jumped up twenty percent in just the last year in major cities, and the number of people actually killed by white supremacists doubled in twenty seventeen compared to the year before. Alex, anti hate groups say the number of hate crimes <laughs> oh has jumped up twenty percent in the last year in major cities, and the number of people killed by white supremacists doubled in twenty seventeen compared to twenty sixteen. Oh, that's horrible, and that's that was. Four different cases where she oh, peddled this yeah. bullcrap all throughout the day. So, what she's citing is an anti defamation league report, okay? And this report found that 18 people. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Mm. Uh, pretty much a, a small. Inf- when you think of 14,000 homicides that occur nationwide, 18 mm-hmm. isn't that much. Now, I guess to them, Killing somebody over $5 on a street in Southside Chicago is a legit kill for them, I guess. Right. But if you're a white person, you kill a black person, whatever, that's, like, not cool. That's but hate. but it's, it's perfectly that's okay. Yeah, that's hatred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the 18 people were killed in 2017 by what it described as extremist-related individuals who were white. And they call them extremist-related Keep in mind, okay? Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. That's right. not well, a phrase. Well, I'll right. tell you what mm-hmm. it means, but mm-hmm. they're using that term, and, and no one has ever used a term like, you know, uh, this person's been extremist-related. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, nobody ever... Mm. Yeah. The 18 killings occurred across 15 separate incidents, but if you look at the 15 incidents, you find that 11 of the people who were killed were themselves white. Right. And, and, and in some cases, mm. they were fellow white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Who gets to take home the Nazi flag for the week? You know, let's, yeah. let's dig, let's dig <laughs> this out, you know? Out yeah. of the 15 cases, only four would basically be unequivocally qualifying as a politically motivated or racially motivated attack. Right. Uh, and those include the car ramming murder, you know, the, the, of the white uh, protester in Charlottesville. Remember that one? Uh, murder of a white police officer in Montana by a father and son with a history of anti-police sentiments. And that was a white police officer killed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then the murder of two white men in Portland, Oregon, who came to the defense of two Muslim women on a train. You hear, remember that story? I do. Yeah. And a black man who was murdered in New York City by a white man who was angry about interracial marriage. So wow. the thing that they didn't, say, and the Anti-Defamation League did, but the MSNBC did not, that the Oregon case, where you saw the murder of two white men who came to the defense of two Muslim women, 
The Oregon case, the guy who killed the two white men had a history of supporting Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. In his presidential bid, and and they considered him to be right-wing. Now, keep in mind, uh, I do, and this, this is creepy, but, but we do know of some people who otherwise would call themselves conservative or who voted, who believe that, that Bernie Sanders absolutely is conservative yes. and whatever, you know, in their minds. So, so it's not beyond the realm of comprehension. But this person, now, that, that cannot be added into this idea that, uh, that somehow this is a white supremacist run on black lives all throughout the country. And at the same time, too, it's interesting that yeah. While they talk about these are racially motivated, who's when you've seen the pictures of the knockout game mm-hmm. and they have the videotape oh, yeah. of that, mm-hmm. and for instance, a black a group of black kids mm-hmm. pop an old white man mm-hmm. or an Asian man, yep. is that racially motivated? Yep. Would you call it racially motivated? Uh, and and maybe it's not. So maybe they ought to consider that just because a white person kills a black person, that doesn't mean it's automatically racially motivated. When did pundits begin to use the word motivation as if they can, as if, when you say motivated to me, you've gone into a a very, uh, that's opining at the very least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, motivation is very, how do you know what motivation of somebody is until it's gone to a court and it's been litigated and it's been, you know, but they use the word, by the way, Morgan Redford, Majored in French and Spanish <laughs> in college, so that's her. That's her degree. So just so yeah. we're clear, who we're talking about? I think MSNBC yeah. just hires people that are just in line next. French and Spanish. Though. Oh, it was a double major. Uh, so yeah, bringing it. It is a double major. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because that's why I never liked hate crime legislation because to me everything is a hate crime. No person is more important than another person. A a black person killed by a white person, that black person's life isn't more important than a white person killed by a black person. Absolutely, Jamie, absolutely. What's a love crime? What's what's the opposite of, you know, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't, so hate crime just makes no sense to me either. So if you look at the other cases uh, that are on the list, it, it becomes even more crazy, not just the Oregon case. So you have one event where a domestic dispute it was t- turned deadly. And this was a domestic sp- dispute between two mixed-race people, right? Like one black, one white. Okay. And it was a domestic dispute. So there's possible, it's a possibility that a person is married to a white person or a black person, and one of them kills each other. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be considered a racially motivated nope. crime, maybe. I don't know, but it wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't doubt put it. put it on the list. <laughs> I okay? doubt it, yeah. Uh, and then you had one where the, you had these white supremacists who basically were killing each other. Which is awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, because they don't get along in their own because there's even sex within the, yeah, right. you know. And That's... then you had one of them was a, was a white murder suspect who had a black guy as his accomplice. So the white murder killed, they killed a black guy, mm-hmm. but the white murder suspect had a black guy as an accomplice, and they call that a racially motivated uh, situation when in fact it looks like it was just kind of one of these uh, drug deals. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a it was basically uh, another one too where you had a prison inmate who had a white supremacist history help murder two prison guards in an attempt to escape from prison, and another case in which a white prison inmate was accused of murdering a black inmate. But the the white supremacist history guys uh, they murdered two prison guards, and that's considered another white supremacist attack on 
black people. I mean, that was a fake news story that she was putting out there then. Mm, That's fact. Yes, it was. Absolutely. Spanish and French. Then you have to put into context that there are typically, and I'm reading from Newsbusters, who basically did all the dirty work on this, more than 14,000 homicides in the U.S. each year, and surveys indicate about 70% of felons who register to vote after leaving prison register as Democrats. So criminals convicted of serious offenses are substantially more likely to lean left than right. And my favorite example of that is the smoking gun montage of the mug shots. And is that still out? Is that still up? Because it, it, smoking gun is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's my favorite one. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I'm not going to be as vacuous as the left is on this matter. That doesn't, just because they're wearing Obama t shirts, doesn't mean Obama's responsible. Blah, 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 blah. But if, believe me, if, they, if you had 30 mug shots of people wearing Bush t shirts. Oh, yeah. Or Trump T-shirts. What do you think the takeaway from that would be? Is it still up there, Phil? I'm just losing it right now, man. It's, uh, yeah. Um, Is it? Crazy, dude. It's just the mugshots. I, I can't even handle these mugshots right now, man. Oh. These, these are. But these they, but they're wearing Obama T-shirts, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you can you uh, can you put the link in the co- can you find the link in yep. the comment section or something in the, of the of the Facebook page? I need to send you the picture of me and the girls in the Dave Sinclair that is Jeep Rubicon. Awesome buddy. picture. Yeah, we man. Just lo- oh, my God. My girls love your girls so much. Oh, I know. They're the best. Really the best. You Let me drop, see. drop them off for a week. <laughs> oh, Blagojevich mugshot. Nice. Let me see here. I'll, I'll there, I'll... There's all the mugshots Obama. <laughs> yeah. And it's all the people <laughs> yeah, that are. Put that link up there. <laughs> they all wear Obama t shirts. <laughs> oh, my God. Every one of them. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, that is awesome yeah. and gosh. so true. Oh my god! I mean, it's it's how many are there? Oh, I mean, <laughs> there's pages. Of page. them. Let me see. Let me, let me just count them. One. Yeah. Let me go back to the top. Okay. Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there's seventy mugshots on one page, and then what's the next one here? See, I can count at least people. Yeah, that was pretty good. There and, that, and that's that's half. So there's yeah. a, there's a hundred mugshots <laughs> of people who committed crimes and they're all wearing Obama T-shirts. Epic. That's epic. <laughs> I mean, and this isn't photoshopped or anything. Now, again, keep in mind. Yeah, can you put that link in the, in the comments? Keep in mind that if these people, if they had a hundred mugshots of people wearing uh, Trump T-shirts, oh. it would be. On the, the 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 New York Times would take oh. half a page yeah. to, and print them, yep. and and the Post Dispatch would take half a page yep. to print them. There'd be story after story yes. after story of people with "Make America Great Again" shirts yep. who have committed crimes, and, and and I guarantee you there might be a couple out there of people yep. who are wearing "Make America," but but believe me, you think if they had them, we would have seen them by now, wouldn't you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even a question. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, put it this way. Very rarely will you have uh, T-shirts. First of all, Make America Great Again, I Love Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, yeah, one other one, I guess. But, 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 but you wouldn't, you're not going to see 100 mugshots of people wearing that. And again, I'm not taking trying a cheap shot at Obama here, but let's... It is what it is, Let's man. say what it yeah. is here, and, and if... if <laughs> <laughs> I 
just like pulling them. Yeah, up. anybody that's gonna follow that link at their lunch break, just make sure you're somewhere where you, people can't hear you laugh too loud because there's some funny stuff on that oh. website right there. Oh, it's good. You'll it's it's be crying. And it's, and it's it's and then there are white people wearing Obama shirts on there too. Right? She Absolutely. does not look happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, mean yeah. it's great, but believe me, and you know some of them are like their vandalism and all that. Kind of, but but keep in mind, again, had this been anybody else, it would be it would be considered an epidemic of political violence on the part of people who support. Oh, them. there'd be gift wrap paper you could buy with the mugshots on it. There'd be, Absolutely, you know, the New York Times gift store. They'd have all kinds of good stuff for that. That'd you be... you think that people that, that 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 as part of the intake they were forced to wear Obama shirts. That's how many of them are. Right. right, <laughs> here, right. Put, it's here, it's time to put the Obama shirt on. We will let you out tonight if you just wear this shirt. <laughs> we're gonna fingerprint you and please put this oh, Obama shirt on. Man. That is so bad. <laughs> actually the, the, I gotta be honest. The, 40, the white the white people are actually much funnier. No, much it's, funnier. It's not pulling up their rap sheet with it. That's a little disappointing. Check it out. I just sent you, uh, Ryan, I just sent you, and you can put that picture in the comment section because I want to give Dave Sinclair a shout out. Okay. Uh, because uh, Dave Sinclair Jeep right there in Pacific, and again, he's not advertising on the show nope. or anything like that, but I did take my uh, Malibu there because my sunroof didn't work, and I can't go through summer without a sunroof. And I had to get an oil change, some other stuff taken care of. And so he wanted to um, set me up while I was getting the car taken care of with a uh, beautiful, this Jeep uh, Rubicon. Yeah. Those things are awesome. This thing is not ice. and Beautiful. Yeah. And and, uh, Dave's been a longtime friend of mine. In fact, when he had a Buick deal, when they sold Buicks, I had my um, Buick, um, but now I can't remember what the name of the the type of car was. But I had that as my, um, uh, I, I drove that for a long time. And I love that car, but he, but that, but then he, then he got out of the business for a while. Then he had a farm in St. James, and still has a farm in St. James. So you know, I forty four corridor. Mm-hmm. So he's going back and forth, going to his farm, and he had all this freedom. He retired basically from from the South County Sinclair dealership, went back and forth, and kept driving by the Don Fleer Jeep operation, mm-hmm. which is right off of forty four mm-hmm. in Pacific, and um, and so he, uh, That's awesome, yeah. He, uh, I think, it, I think Fleer was an old friend of his, and so Fleer decided he was going to um, sell the dealership. Yeah, and and oh. Dave said, "I'll buy it. I'm halfway to my farm when I'm here, which is fantastic. It's on my way. Yeah, it's on I'll my way. I'll buy it. So, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and plus, you know, tough what, problems. Well, and I, I have a feeling he uh, had." Um, he missed the business. He's you know? bored. I mean, it, it's yeah. Dave Sinclair. Dave I mean, Sinclair, South County Ford dealer. Yeah. Has anybody stood at a podium ever in auto history like the way he did? He was like, no. oh, that was one of the oldest commercials awesome. I remember. That was back in like. I think one of his other sons still does it. Right, though. right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but Dave Sinclair. He, Dave, he was like a politician to me when I was a yeah. kid. I thought he was more like a politician as a car salesman. It was really impressive. Dave Sinclair was awesome. Dave Sinclair, South County Ford dealer. And uh, that was back when like Friedman. I'm Dave Sinclair, your South County Ford dealer. Right. He's and he's awesome. Said, and you know, uh, Dave is his namesake and actually talks just like him. And, and so anyway, so I went there and hung out and, and just decided I was going to be able to drive this. Uh, uh, he gave, put me in this uh, 2017 Rubicon. And that baby is nice. You can take the entire top off. You can take the doors off. And I put a picture up there in the comment section there of uh, the I'm daughters. They, oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. They loved this 
because they love just the idea of their hair all blowing everywhere and you know just just dug it and and I didn't take the entire top off. Facebook won't actually let me post the picture till the till the video's over till the live's oh, right, over. Fine. So okay, as soon well, as whatever. it is, I, it yeah. will be there. It's not a big deal. So uh, anyway, but but we but anyway, thank you, Dave Sinclair, for letting me drive this thing. But while I was out there, I saw another one because if you're a Jeep person, like uh, apparently. In every genre of car, right? If you're an Oldsmobile or were an Oldsmobile person, or if you're a Pontiac person, or if you're a Buick person, or a Volvo person, a Porsche. there's always <clears throat> or Porsche. There's always one car that they make for the brand enthusiast. And Jeep has come out with this thing, this this Grand Cherokee. Uh, I guess they call it the powerhouse or Grand Cherokee uh, supercharger. Yeah. And this thing has this Hemi engine in it, this 750 in it, and it is like a total beast. It's like 90 grand when you soup it all up, 90 plus grand. But it's for Jeep people. Because yeah. I was wondering, like, like, if I saw that on the street, I'd be like, right. oh, okay, whatever, that's a Jeep. But, 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 but the people who love it know yeah. that thing is a killer beast of a machine. It's good. It's nice, too. But it's ninety plus. You're right. right. Every every brand has that. Like yeah. you know, it's like me looking at a guitar. If you told me that guitar is four thousand dollars, you told me that guitar was four hundred dollars, I would have no clue. Right, exactly. <laughs> Why do people think the leg lamp has inflammation? I don't know. I saw that comment on Facebook. You know who gifted that? Oh yeah, Dr. Deputy. Does that look like inflammation to you? I don't know. Hold on. Keep that thing up. There we go. Let me get out of the There's way here. There's a bulb in here. <laughs> That's hot. Does the bulb light up? All right. Well, I don't know. I didn't know how they figured it had inflammation. It looks... The thing looks great. It's fragile. It's beautiful. <laughs> you flipping the switch on this thing. Grabbed her by the ankles, the way it should be. Oh. What? I'm just saying, I'm talking about the lamp. You dirty-minded scoundrels. What's wrong with you people? Can't say a thing without people all oh. jumping to a big conclusion. Blah, 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 blah. Somebody says, I bet Dave sells 25 Rubicons from this. Well, I, I will tell you, though, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really great, I mean, I love it. It's cool. And uh, the only thing is with kids, like, for instance, you can take the doors off and all that stuff. But, like, I wouldn't, like, I, I, there's something, like, antithetical to driving with doors off. Mm-hmm. But if you're, but, but I'm talking about, like, where we are, like, on the highway or in the, in the, in the, uh, in the city, yeah. you know, where you can get T-boned in a second. For real. Yeah, but, but, but if you're down, like I was saying, at the lake, Ryan, or something, and you're just running around and you're doing, awesome. you know, going to whatever, it's perfect. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's great for that. But, yeah. So, it's, uh, thank you, Dave. I'm thinking what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to get him, because I hope these guys work slowly there at the, <laughs> at the mm-hmm. service center there. Uh, I'm going to try to hold him off until I can actually have the Rubicon at at uh, Discovery Design for our big uh, yeah. throwdown palooza that we're having with Doug Giles, who's very excited, by the way, of, about coming. And we've got uh, that going for us. And so here's the deal. We're going to have the Discovery Design Warrior Wildman Throwdown Palooza, Rady Freeman Throwdown Palooza, 
12 to 6. It's going to be 12 to 6 at the uh, Discovery Design right there off the service road in St. Peter's. Everything is right there on the on the uh, Facebook page for you guys to, to learn about. We're going to have the uh, the uh, Naputi Pediatrics kids area there. So you're going to be face painting, balloon sculptures, bounce house, all that kind of thing. Uh, Billy Bush has donated a ton of uh, beer uh, and given us a ton of beer that we're going to ultimately need. The only thing you're going to do is get a wristband, basically, that for it uh, as a donation, and 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 then you'll be able to. So we'll figure that one out. But anyway, it's it's crafting beer, and we might have some other drinks out there for you as well, and soft drinks certainly. And then uh, Ben Murphy and America First Missouri, they're going to be out there, right? And they're yep. going to have water and a and a misting, a misting operation, station, right. all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff for you. And then Doug Giles will be out there. He'll have more of his books, and so we're just, and we'll have the uh, Q in the Lou. We'll have Russo's and Kona Ice, all three of those food trucks out there for you, and it's going to be a bunch of fun. And I was just going to say, bring kids, grandkids, bring them out. I mean, this is a family-friendly event. Absolutely. So yes. bring the kids. Yes, bring the kids for sure. And then also, I, I think uh, Doug's going to give us, uh, we'll all do, do some hooping and hollering presentations. Phil's going to be uh, doing some music for us as well. And I believe, I talked to Scotty Brandt out at Moto Exotica, and he's going to bring out the, I think they're going to bring the Batmobile out. Like the, like it's, it's a real-life Batmobile. It's really pretty cool. And he has it down there at Moto Exotica. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And then, so maybe I'll, I'll make sure I get Dave to let me, hey, Dave, can I just park the Rubicon out there? It's next to the Batmobile. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll just let people race it around the lot. Is that okay, Dave? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get this thing back. <laughs> Who puts ten thousand miles? On? Gonna need new tires. Yeah, right. yeah. Sorry, bro. Yeah, no, Dave, I won't do that. I promise. Um, but anyway, so uh, maybe I'll see if we can we can keep it out there. So so uh, don't change my oil too fast, people out there in Pacific. <laughs> and my sunroof. Surely that takes a week or so to fix the sunroof. Get to have the part flown in from the Philippines. Now the question is, when you get it back, I know there's another subject you got to get to, but when they get it back, will your screen still be in French, or will they be like Jamie turned his car into a French-speaking car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the woman who you know, they always have the service person mm-hmm. to go in there and try to figure things out, and she was like, I couldn't you quite get around. Everything was in French. I go, Yeah, no. <laughs> I yeah, that's it. how I prefer it. Matt says he knows how to fix it, but I don't have my car here now. But Matt researched it. All it is is like an internet search. But for some reason, I haven't been able to pull that off for whatever reason. I love this about Peggy. You know, Peggy Noonan isn't a big friend of President Trump. Uh, In fact, she's like said some really horrible things about him. But to her, to her credit, she was on again here with uh, the. with Meet the Press, and again, I'm, I just get clips. I don't. I would never in a million years uh, watch it. So uh, she's on with. Uh, here it is again, man. Hold on a second, my this computer. Thanks for the update, Apple. It's really been helping my computer this morning. A <laughs> holes. I'm serious. That they, they, they update my computer and it doesn't work properly anymore. Why do you think that's funny, Ryan? Because <laughs> I I'm still not, see I'm not that you still have an update to do. <laughs> you, still, you were probably like two updates behind. Yeah. I'll update this computer by dousing it with 
gasoline. See, I always think the tech stuff with JV is funny. JV does it. I've got my 38 with me. You want me to shoot it on Facebook Live? <laughs> That's my hyena. I'll, sh- I'll shoot this computer right in front of your very eyes. The only thing is, I'm going to hear a gas and I'll put a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But I'll shoot it if you want me to. I, I, I do want you to. I know you do. Mm-hmm. You would. Oh. Everybody on Facebook wants me to shoot it. Oh, mm-hmm. they would love for you to shoot that. <laughs> <laughs> you people out there, you, you crazy people. And you know what? They would, they would just about get me to, but I'm not going to. I appreciate that. But I want to. But then I have to buy a new one. Yeah. And these things aren't cheap. I'm trying to build a business here. <laughs> Please keep your computer. Yeah, but I want Please to holster shoot. your weapon, sir. Well, is there anything else for me? Can I shoot something else? <laughs> no. I'll shoot that. I'll shoot that clock right over there. <laughs> that clock even, doesn't even work. Right there. Yeah. Nice. I'll shoot my Emmy. Oh no! Sorry. No. Yeah, I'll just find something to shoot. Okay. All right. Anyway. So uh, <laughs> Peggy Noonan's on, and and Katie Tour is the anchor at MSNBC. And she's another one. Do you want to look up her bio, Phil? She's epic. What was her major? Mm. <laughs> so she's on there. And, of course, they decide that they're going to somehow um, somehow defend the Samantha B. C-word. Now, keep in mind, I, I, I'm not like uh, – I don't think President Trump should be involved in this thing. I don't, think, I don't think you ought to have the president calling for anybody to be fired. Uh, I, I don't agree with – I don't think she ought to be fired uh, because I've always been that way. If people don't like her, the ratings will show that they don't like her and then yep. done with it. I didn't think that Roseanne Barr should have been fired. But, of course, again, it's their decision to make and, and, and the, you know, it's their decision to make, but I still didn't think she should be fired for it. Uh, and, and so, again, I've never – and I've, I've always been consistent on that even before I was fired so I've I've never been a a, a a proponent. I've protected. I've defended people of the worst kind because I believe that if if you're wrong or if whatever the market will bear you out. Uh, and of course, but if but if you're a corporation and you don't have any balls and you just want to do something to uh, elevate yourself among your little cozy left wing liberal yeah. set, then. That's what you do, and that's what they did over at ninety seven one, and that's what they did at Disney, and it makes them feel good. And and as I said before, it's never about the money because they don't care about the money as much money as you make them. Because all they'll do is they'll just fire twenty people. Yeah. Right. They, they, they they're 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 not going to eat the cost of mm-hmm. Roseanne Barr's show is not going to cost anybody at Disney any stockholder a dime. They're just going to get rid of you know. Oh yeah, a hundred. Disney World workers, you know, and and, and that's what they do at ninety seven one as as they as they lost so much money when I left, um, and when they when they fired me that, that, that but Entercom doesn't care. I mean, there were there were people at ninety seven one begging this David Field Joker, hey, don't do this. It's going to take us forever to recover from the financial loss of him leaving. Well, they do it anyway. Yeah, they're losing their rear ends. And and uh, and so, but but you think David Field or or Entercom, 
do you think they're gonna they're gonna eat any of this cost? No, they'll fire somebody at ninety seven one. They'll get rid of a few people here. Yep. They'll they'll cut bonuses. They'll yep. they'll do it. But but David Field isn't gonna suffer from from anything. No. Nobody else will either. They'll just make their workers suffer, and they'll fire a few people here and there, and they, so that it doesn't matter. Money money is never an argument with these people because it, it they don't care. They'll just right. make other people suffer. Yeah, and that's, that's it. That's They're, not the angle. That's not the business angle that moves them. No. Yeah, yeah. They have padded padded fall. They're not going to fall on anything hard. Uh, philosophy. She's a philosopher. Oh, oh, I gotcha. Great. Perfect. Also, she dated Olbermann, which I didn't know. Oh, goodness. That must have been a team. Keith Olbermann's girlfriend for three years. Oof. Boy, watching those two together would Can be hurl-worthy. Uh, That's intense, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But nonetheless, uh, so, so like when, when people said Disney was brave, for getting rid of, they weren't. They weren't. That, well, they chose righteousness over their bottom line. It's like there, there's not an ounce of money that anybody at Disney is going to suffer through with this loss. They don't care. They already fired 120 people along with Roseanne. So, and, and they'll take it out of somebody else's hide. That's their way. And again, it's their prerogative. It's <laughs> their right as a business. They can handle their business any way they want to. So let her rip. But still. Um, that's how that's how it goes. Anyway, Katie Tour is on here, and 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 actually Peggy Noonan lets her have it, which is really here. It is. It's not working again. Hold on, dude. It's like when you let it sit too long. You can't. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I let your my six thousand dollar Apple <laughs> computer sit too long? Did I? Is that my mistake? Her what? Look at it. The spinning around. Thanks for the update. If I actually did pull a gun on Facebook Live, <laughs> would they? Would they make? Would they? Would oh, they it, I'm pretty sure you'd get your Facebook Live shut down. Oh, would I? A little okay. bit. That's right. not just a little bit. Facebook doesn't like that. Well, lucky for Facebook, I'm not doing it. All right, so let's go. Th- but thank you for updating my computer this morning for a half hour because it really, uh, it, it's just cruising right along. Thank you very much, <laughs> Apple. Anyway. Here's Katie Tour and Peggy Noonan lets her have it over this whole thing. Um, I do think what's what's unfortunate here is that uh, the Samantha Bee controversy, it's now overshadowing what is the story that she was trying to bring attention to, which is the story that. First of all, this is so baloney because she's she's trying to say, you know, there was a wider story here. It's a bigger issue. And so, unfortunately, the message got lost be- behind this terrible C word and. Peggy Noonan like, was like, you got to be kidding that me. That families are being ripped apart mm-hmm. at the border. That this administration is claiming there's a new law when it's just a policy. And they're taking... Yeah, the families that are ripped apart at the border, by the way. Wasn't that, was that articulated in a picture from 2014, Katie? Right. That you all put on up over the weekend? And you probably retweeted uh, of, of two kids sitting behind a, sleeping behind a fence in 2014 under Obama's administration. Just want to remind you that. Oh, yeah. Taking families apart, even when families are coming in, according to reporters, asking for asylum. That is a real issue. That is not being covered because we're all talking about... Pause for, by the way, when you look at this and, and, and see what's going on here, um, Katie Chur can tell that Peggy Noonan <laughs> is about to, about to jump share. right... Up her rear end, That's right? Because you could tell she's because you could tell that 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 by her facial expression that she knows that Peggy Newton is just about to cut her head off, mm-hmm. and and so she's kind of like you know 
Preparing. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. She doesn't want she, her sentence to end. Yeah. She yeah. wants the sentence to keep going. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Come on, Samantha B. using a word that she should not have used. It wasn't just a word. It was an obscene personal attack. Obscene obscene and personal personal attack. attack. And and that did obscure her point. But that also showed maybe she wasn't serious about it. I mean, perfectly put by Peggy Noonan, who is a gifted writer, is has been really bad to President Trump. Yes. But if you get somebody who is that anti-Trump, that horrible coming and saying, you know what, don't just say it's just a word. I mean, and, and because Katie Tour is trying to make the point like, well, this unfortunate word just obscured her point. Peggy Newton is like, no, that, that basically that word was terrible, and she didn't have a point to begin with if she had to use it. Right. Bravo. Noonan. Peggy Noonan. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? We had to live through her through the Obama administration, and every time she would pen something, because she's brilliant. I wouldn't want to go up against her. And like, and that, she's brilliant. Everybody knows that. But she was a sycophant for Obama. And we, we waited patiently for her to put an article out where she would kind of ride him or get on him about something. And then everybody would celebrate. Oh, Noonan's back. She's got her head on straight. But she did it so infrequently that it wasn't worth it. But she, uh, when, she did, when she did go after Obama for certain things, she, she did it well. And yeah. she, you know, but most of the time... She wouldn't do that. So I want to see Peggy Noonan and Katie Tour in a women's prison movie. <laughs> That's like a lifetime movie. That's a hallmark. They brought back Prisoner Cell Block H, I think, that old uh, Australian series that was... Uh asking for asylum. That is a real issue. That is not being covered because we're all talking about Samantha Bee using a word that she should not have used. It wasn't just a word. It was an obscene personal... I love I love Katie. I can't it was just an look obscene. Her, the yeah. minute the minute she starts talking, <laughs> Katie to her ultimate, uh, uh, yeah, totally becomes the beta chick, and and Peggy Noonan alpha her alphas, <laughs> alphaing her. Oh, so my. wouldn't that be wouldn't that be that would be a good prison movie right there? Yeah, actually, like they could be sellies. Sellies. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like we got to go on that note. Gosh, my, that my, show flew. My uh, my computer dodged a bullet. <laughs> You're lucky, Apple, that this show is over. Because if I had to keep trying to play crap off of you, your computer would be in trouble. That's right. Because I wouldn't do that because they'd take down the Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. So I'll let 97.1 do that with their impending injunction. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Be prepared, people. Be prepared. All right. Phil, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. Tomorrow, are you traveling somewhere? I just have business meetings all day. Panera. Panera. You going to do it at the Panera? I may, actually. You better send us a picture. Oh, I will. Anyway, right. Thanks. Are you going to be able to do this tomorrow? Send all this stuff up and everything? Phil? Wow, I sense a lack of confidence, and that's disturbing. I haven't even had a cigarette in three no. hours. Somebody's about to get hurt up in here. Keep the cameras rolling. Lots of violent threats today. I'll tell you. You can take it out on my computer. You want to okay. hurt this? I got a 32. <laughs> Don't forget, folks, right there up on the Facebook page, the warrior and the wild man, Radio Free Almond Throwdown Palooza Details. 
Friday, book signing at the Missouri Athletic Club West. Saturday, barbecue, music, fun with the kids and adults. 12 to 6 at Discovery Design. And ladies and gentlemen, signing off from the beautiful Discovery Design Studio. Thank you to the Popes, Jerry, Rick, Jim LaPiccolo, the rest of the gang out there. You guys are awesome. And so is Discovery Design, your one-stop shop for anything truck. Have a good one, everybody.